This week's episode of the Co-Optional Podcast is proudly sponsored by Squarespace. Get 10% off your first order at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Create your own professional-looking website with no prior knowledge required at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to a co-optional podcast. Oh, sorry, I was uh, eating this uh, totally not cold um, sandwich right here. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of doing a dodger here. It's a little bit unprofessional. I Question, was this the yeah. joke? Hmm? Was this what, the joke, joke you What's, thought that we were going to start the show with? I don't know what joke you're talking, talking about. about. Talking about what you were eating? Yeah, I mean, this is that what was I... was the big joke? I call this uh, bruschetto, which is a nice little uh, baguette there with a bit of... A bit of chicken, a bit of mozzarella, and some peri-peri sauce on there. It turns out you can actually import Nando sauce, you know? Not even interested you don't in peri-peri sauce. Uh, I mean, you, you I like Nando's about. sauce, though, right? You know what? I'm over it now. I've decided oh. in the last 25 minutes I'm not a fan. <laughs> All right. No, like I know what Nando's is now. Ex- so yeah. therefore, I'm like, oh, it's old, it's old hat to me. Really? When did yeah. you find that out? Uh, I just, I seem to remember. It was like a deja vu moment. Really? Huh. Yeah. I, I, feel I don't think like we've ever I've, discussed it with sorry. you before. <laughs> I don't think so either. That's mm. why it's so strange. I mean, maybe there's glimpses from another just dimension. Come to you like Glitch that. in the Matrix, yeah. right? Yeah, I was like, oh, there's chicken. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you, you may have just heard it somewhere else, I suppose. You know, that's a possibility. I, I guess so. Nando's is the talk of the town, as usual. But I, I imported three liters of it. I feel pretty good about that. That'll last a while. Uh-huh. Snort, snort, yes. Hi. Yep. <laughs> I do the same thing with yum sauce up in Cafe Yum. What is yum? I Cafe no. Yum, it's mm-hmm. this weird little vegan sauce that I put on everything, so they make little rice bowls. Okay. And you can only get them in, like, industrial jug size when you go there, but then you can get right. about six of them if you order them online. Right. <laughs> How long does that usually last? I have no idea, because I've never done it, but I bring it back with me every time, and then I get about halfway through the bottle, and, like, it spoils, because there's no. just... No! No, it's too much! You would have to eat it constantly, which I do, I try, I do endeavor to eat as much of that yum sauce as I possibly can, but I still can only get halfway through it. I'm like, no, but it's delicious. You need to like go halvesies on it with somebody else and then split it into two. I feel like that's the only way to really utilize all of it. I mean, couldn't you just uh, Tupperware half it and freeze it and then defrost later? thinking that. I don't, I I was considering that for the next time I go because definitely so. But then there's also different flavors. So if you want, there's like three or so other flavors where one of them's like spicy, one of them's garlicky. So in spicy any way, is best. Yum. I, I, <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> Robo Chef. Spicy, well, spicy <laughs> is best. Yum. Spicy is best. Yum. It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst sentence. Oh, uh, so this show started off so well. Welcome to the Cultural Podcast, where we occasionally talk about video games. Our returning guest to the show is the one and only Nika Harper. Welcome back. Thank you, thank you. It's it's a pleasure to be here. I'm happy. Indeed. To be here. When was the last time you were on the show? It must have been quite some time ago, if I recall correctly. Over a year for sure. Definitely. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, it, no. We couldn't. actually it was two years ago. Can you believe that? Two it years ago. Say, yeah. Have I? I don't think that I've ever been on a co-optional nope. with Nika. No. You yeah. were replaced by Cheap that episode. I was. I she was. had food and a cat. So yeah, she was pre- basically she you. Like, man, she, she contributed been, about as I much mean, as you did. But... I didn't even need to show up. <laughs> no, no, you really didn't. Yeah. We, we essentially when we merged both of us together we were like one of you because mm. both of us had like she had way better hair than i did so she had like the hair the food the cat and then i was just there to make like butt jokes that was okay, just great Perfect. which she did <laughs> repeatedly they did the job so honestly it's very yeah, very effective we, we kind of duct taped it together and, and became you indeed it, it has been two years though you what you were doing back then is probably not the same as what you're doing right now so what is it that you do these days um, man, I, I do a little bit of freelance community management for small projects, but primarily I'm uh, working as an author, an independent author. Mm. And um, I'm doing, I've been having so much fun doing that, but oh my God, it's hard to be indie. I don't know how people do this. <laughs> yeah, I definitely as an author, I can. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, it, it's been, it's been incredibly fun. And like, it's actually really nice. And I'm going to get a little sappy here for a minute, but it's so wonderful to go to a lot of events and see people walk up and go, oh, Nico, you're my favorite. And I'm like, okay, game dev, something like that. They're like, author. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you like the stuff that I make. Um, so that's, it's been uh, an adventure. But um, in the same way, I love games and like still work within them in, in a lot of capacities. So still here talking about them. <laughs> Finger guns. I, don't, I yeah. don't know that. We, yeah, I don't know that we do that. Talk about games. Yeah, you, I'm willing. I'm, I'm willing to do the finger guns way too much this episode. If everybody else <laughs> is willing to be on that same level with me, we could. We we yes. certainly could, and you can. I mean, I I'm just going to sit here. TV, looking just one. TV, just give us one. Just one finger gun. TV, please. I have like really. TV, please. I have real fake guns that we could use for TV, that. TV, like, please. One finger gun. Just one. Finger, finger bang it, TV. Yay! Yeah! Praise the sun. Americans. Ah, <laughs> words. We love guns. Indeed, apparently so. Alright, so the uh, Co-Optional Podcast is proudly brought to you by squarespace.com slash co-optional. Get 10% off your first order, squarespace.com slash co-optional. There will be a new ad later. I promise it will be mildly entertaining, as per usual. Yeah, maybe maybe today after the podcast you could make a website of all of the gifts where we do finger guns. I mean, you could. That's one thing that Squarespace can do. I mean, it, mm-hmm. would, pro- it would look probably more professional than it should in that scenario, I think. <laughs> I feel like that almost ruins the ambiance of the whole thing, but you you could do it. It's absolutely a thing. It. We're not yeah. going for professional with finger guns, really. We're yeah. Uh, professionalism is not our priority here on the Corporal Podcast. <laughs> yes. Never has I mean, been. Never will be. Frankly, neither is video games. <laughs> <Back>. Like, <laughs> which is a bit weird. But hey, you know, let, let's be honest. Compared to other gaming podcasts, you know, bar is set fairly low, so we're okay. We're good. Well, yeah, you suck. <laughs> all of Whoa. you, you're all terrible. Whoa. Whoa. All of you are shit. <laughs> you, said, I, you said that, not me. I had nothing to do with this. I stand by my statement. Yeah, you start in beef. I know how it goes. God, I just got here. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> he's, all, he's all up already. You can't be yeah. at war immediately. I mean, like, it takes away some of the mystique. Yeah, and we'll leave that to at least the third hour when we run out of things to talk about, please. Exactly. Then we can fight. Yeah, that, <laughs> that sounds perfect. I think it's probably the squirt that he's drinking right now. It's having a similar effect to iron brewing. It heightens the aggression. Squirt. <laughs> it squirt heightens the aggression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, 
You know, actually, Jesse, you seem rather zen since you left Polaris quite recently. I am, yeah. I mean, when you have to go through 3,000 videos and remonetize them all, it becomes a zen experience. <laughs> you just sort of embrace your, the fact that you're going to spend an entire day doing it and then sit there and just monetize and wait patiently. Monetize, wait patiently. Right. Be right. like, oh, I don't want to monetize that one. That could be a problem. Don't monetize that one. Wait patiently. <laughs> oh, yeah. So all sorts of fun. Um, submitting W9s and talking with YouTube and going through the process. It's an interesting endeavor. But uh, so far, everything's fine. I think the, the real test will come when I look at AdSense and it tells me exactly what the difference is between what I was being with a maker and not. Now. Yeah, I, I have heard some horror stories so about curious. that. I, I'm really hoping that that is not true for you. <laughs> We will find out. It'll be interesting, that's for sure. It will. You know, if you so enjoy that sixty-seven cent CPM. Yeah, man. We'll we'll find out real quick. Yeah. So, are are you just gonna <coughs> gonna go indie, or do you have any other plans? Like, what's 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 going on, friend? Nothing. I am gonna work with YouTube and see what the world of not being associated with the network looks like, and it will either be something that I'll be like, "What a great experiment." Or I'll be like, well, that was a giant waste of my life. <laughs> Either way, um, yeah, I mean, it's just doing it by myself. I think right now there's a, a small group of other YouTubers doing the exact same thing. Uh, I mean, I don't think Some it's my place. Yeah, right. other people are just starting their own, like, networks. Um, yeah, that's a thing you can apparently do now. There's, there's a weird number of people that seem to have their own network that's just them. Yeah, hmm. uh, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing where now I think uh, it's not necessarily a network. I'm not sure what you would call it, but it's like a conglomeration of YouTubers that uh, work with YouTube, but they band together and then they can go out to like companies or whatever and be like, all of us together give you X number of views. Would yes. you give us stuff for ads? And so right. I think that's what people are trying to do. Um, that sounds nice. I, yeah, so I, there's like a, a large group of, uh, well, I wouldn't say large, I'd say maybe 12 gaming YouTubers I can think of off the top of my head that are on the same crazy train that I'm on right now, and um, we'll see what happens. But uh, YouTube's okay. being very cool with us and uh, helping us along the way, and they've been like, here's the deal, gang. Uh, we want to see what happens, because even we don't know what's going to happen. So, which Right, that sounds like job security. <laughs> yeah, which I says mean, a lot. at least they're being straight up, right? Like... Because well, no one's—I mean, you, no one's done it. Lying. Like, very few people. Most of the people who are only with YouTube are people who are either just starting out on YouTube, or people who who have been doing it a long time but didn't really like do a lot of YouTube stuff. They have a very small audience, so YouTube doesn't know what large audience plus uh, independence equals. Like, they don't know what right. that means because it's ne everyone who has a large audience went with a network, and networks now are like. Everyone who has a large audience is like, I can just do this myself. Like, why do I need you? So, we'll see. We'll see an what interesting turning point we're in right now, huh? Yeah. Well, it's very obvious YouTube does not want to deal with networks anymore. Like, they just are not not happy with the network situation. So, I, I think mean, this I, is them. I can't really blame them. There's, you know, uh, some networks have been extremely pushy with YouTube. Some networks have flat out flagrantly said, yeah, we'll totally police the copyright situation and just haven't, and you know? Haven't. So yeah. YouTube's like, hang on a minute, wait, you know, we told you it was your responsibility to deal with this and now you're causing us problems and all that sort of thing. It's, uh, 
But it's really fascinating. I mean, like they used to only you, you used to only be able to get to that level. Um, I mean, starting out mid range, you know, before before there was always people and then there were the networks and then that was the only way you could get the views was, was yes. through the networks it was so hard to do anything and now that people are moving outside of that it's kind of this weird little plateau that we're seeing of you need this what happens when you don't have it are we just going back to like the proto days of youtube is that it i mean i guess so, we are with gaming it's a very strange situation because there were definitely a lot of people who were independently with adsense on youtube but they were vloggers for the most part mm-hmm. the gaming for the longest time you couldn't even do it without a network like machinima was the only game in town for years mm-hmm. honestly i remember that yep and then yep. along comes the game station 2010 and then a bunch of other networks spring up since then and youtube kind of at that point had sort of seen the way the wind was blowing and relaxed its policies on gaming they used to be like monetizing gaming no 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 we don't know like what the legal <laughs> status on that is mm-hmm. we don't understand like what's going to happen we're scared of another viacom and then they're like no actually we're making a ton of money off this screw it we're going to go for it and uh, now of course gaming youtube is the single most dominant part of youtube you can go read their recent white paper on the subject there's a lot of good information on that they have also apparently as of yesterday announced that they will be creating a team apparently there's now already a team dedicated to avoiding policy mistakes when it comes to incorrect takedowns of videos so they have revealed apparently that they've created a team on basically focused on minimizing mistakes as they call it this is not a team to police copyright Right. Mistake nope. minimization Mistake, team. yes. That, that that's sounds a, like a person you don't want to work with, you know? Like, uh, I'm from the mistake minimization team, and you're just like, that asshole again? Oh, oh my God. God, what? Jesus, you know, he's dating <laughs> Laura Fuck. from the Department of Redundancy Department. You know, it's just <laughs> terrible. They're insufferable together. They really are. Ugh. He was going to send this over to me three times yesterday. I asked about it, and you're like, yes, I know. You sent it <laughs> in triplicate via fax. I didn't even know we had a fax machine anymore. <laughs> So and strange. I fax it to myself. It just literally comes out the other side. And then yeah. I just give it to you. <laughs> I can make a copy. Yeah, I mean, they yep. use lead seal. I think it's called a, a printing press that they, <laughs> they use to uh, add a little seal to it just to make sure that it's authentic. It's, it's awful. Yeah, that's basically how YouTube handles copyright claims, by the way, using a printing press. That explains how long it takes. But supposedly they're going to improve the quality of their actions, improve their transparency, so they claim, I will believe it when I see it. Now, on that one... Now, it's, I hope they do. I really do, because there are so many bullshit copyright claims going on. So, yeah, my, my, my just as, as an example, just as an example, yesterday, our dear friend Angry Joe uh, posted his trials and tribulations uh, with uploading a video. Gods of believe, Egypt? Yeah, it was Gods oh, of Egypt. Oh, that terrible thing, yeah. Which, which already you know he's only doing it because, like, he's not doing it because it's a good game. Let's all be clear about that. It's not a good game. But he uploaded the video, and it got flagged by Universal Media Group. So he's like, all right, I'm going to edit it again, go back, upload again. Gets flagged. re-flagged. Same, and he's like, what? Does music it again. from the game, basically, because music from the game is music from the movie. It always keeps changing what is getting flagged. And I'm like, I, he posted a screenshot, and literally it was just the soundtrack of the game, which is the soundtrack of the movie, is getting him flagged. I was like, yep. that is the most insane thing i've ever heard it basically means no one can ever cover that game on youtube and expect to make money off of it really right. yeah which means that no one should i mean the thing no about one should Absolutely. i mean the weird thing about like gods of egypt thing is they offered it to the podcast as well it's like will you promote the game and the movie i'm like okay your game's terrible and i'll only promote the movie if you actually send me a screener copy so that i can watch it first and of course they refuse to do that so i'm like well i don't want your money then because i'm not going to promote something that sucks I mean, don't even 
frankly get me started on the fact like this is gods of egypt horus is white so are all the other gods I'm like <laughs> really they're all white they're all white like <laughs> they're really because <laughs> you know can you not find a few egyptian like actors or Everyone even just sort of the vague vicinity you know Everyone people in america can't tell he's like egypt white people everyone knows it <laughs> everyone With knows hands and eye makeup yeah, it's like, there you go it's like he's, he's kind of bronze it's, it's like i'm sorry you know if if they can manage uh, you know a decent hawk girl in legends of tomorrow on tv i'm pretty sure that they can get a few good you know, egyptian looking actors for this which i mean really is not like the worst problem but it was just like it was this kind of straw the kind of cherry on top of the terrible cake that that movie obviously looked like it's like this is going to butcher every part of egyptian mythology isn't it it's no I, and i'm not okay with that because egyptian mythology is really men. cool i don't understand the problem it makes perfect sense to me as a historian i just want to let you know <laughs> as a historian white, and a white man all yeah as a historian and a white man <laughs> i feel like white people have always been in egypt and you just can't handle it i mean there were some I right mean, like as white so obviously yes. yeah. obviously and had perfectly kempt hair mm. i've seen art i know yeah yeah <laughs> like paintings okay like i know there is no there's no right, way right? they would purposely make him white that is historically accurate <laughs> i don't understand the problem oh god it's not like they had any other goals involved or anything no no it's religion <laughs> Also, How Leonidas was a really angry Scot in history, just in case yes. you didn't know that. Yes, absolutely. He and William Wallace was American. Mm. Yes, and everyone else who's Australian. British is also Sean Connery. Yes, or a villain. One of the two. <laughs> every, every Brit is a villain. Every yep, single all one. All of us. But they drive amazing cars and have sexy henchwomen. We all know this to be true. Yeah. Right. But the sexy henchwomen, always Russian. Yes, Some of course. Russian, though. And every it's, Greek it's and accent, Roman duh. always spoke in an English accent truth we all knew this to be true yeah that bothers me the most out of everything where it's like oh i need to sound historical and cultured therefore british and you're just like, really <laughs> so if you're wrong, wouldn't it be more like italian you know i don't know any other accent please was anything or do we just not understand that as as the culture like i don't know we hear someone with an actual accent that is not british um, or American that we're used to. Do we just get confused? Do we need subtitles for that? Yeah, oh, yes. No, no. We, it's true. It's, it's kind of the same with video games as well, isn't it? You know, they uh, they, they don't use a, a great variety of uh, different accents in particular, which is unfortunate from both a storytelling perspective and just from general, like, fun perspective. I like to hear cool accents. I like to hear cool voice yeah. actors. You know, it's, sorry, it's, Steve Blom, you've got yeah. some range, but you're in a lot of shit. Like, I just, my, I just want you, you know? Issue. I can't... I, I love those voice actors, and most of them were, like, back when I did give a shit kind of about anime. Like, they were, like, the big crew that did all the... I get it. I love them, but they are literally in everything. Like, I can't... Yeah. Diversity I can't, is nice, guys. It's in fun. Many, oh. In many ways. In it's many fun. ways. I feel like hearing different accents sometimes. The hard part is when they try to do an accent. But they know that, like, if it's a very strong accent, that people won't understand it, and it has to be listenable. So mm, the company goes, that. "Okay, dial it back. Do like a half accent." Now I see this a lot actually in Overwatch. Overwatch, um, particularly <laughs> yes. one character, yes. one character, one? Mercy. I can't stand Mercy's accent because she's half of everything Wait, and pause. all of nothing. Pause. Mercy's the character you're gonna complain about. Out of, out of all of the, all of are you about, are the you about to bring May up, Jesse? It bothered me because I can't identify it. I have no idea where she's supposed to be from, and neither does she. So I think she's the most egregious of them. Symmetra's so probably pretty high up the list there too. I think actually, in terms of like Symmetra. Symmetra? 
Yeah. Bit yeah, of it, why isn't she British? I mean, like, she's also, Egyptian. Also, first off, uh, <laughs> or, the no, best accent is clearly May. I think you're all wrong. May's like, the she's world so is worth fighting for is my favorite <laughs> fucking accent. I couldn't identify. Like, I mean, I made the assumption she was an Inuit right off the bat because of her. Right? Apart she's Chinese, like, she doesn't sound yeah, anything like a Chinese yeah. person. Like, and, and then, of, of course, course, cheers, love. The cavalry's here. Yeah, yes, thanks. Love. Thanks for that. We get to be either we are either we are literally the queen (laughs) or or we are a homeless cockney child. Those are the two voices that we are allowed in video games. Junkrat's voice is we're chimney sweeper. We are we are we're chimney sweeper. Yes, but no one say otherwise. His voice is oh, all the voices are perfect. Because it's the future, guys. Yeah. It's the future. <laughs> Everyone has mixed accents now. Yeah. Right. We've right, all homogenized right. in the future, and there's no real accents. Everyone's English, but <laughs> they have a little twang. It's like the South. Just a little, a little bit, twang. yeah. But I really love all of the inflection and, like, the way that they actually perform and everything. It's, it's just well the accents. Delivered. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that the, the people who are doing those could do better accents. So it's nothing – it's not a knock against the, the actual actors themselves. I'm pretty sure that it becomes, like, in a way, a, a localization, a readability issue where it's like she is not the cavalry's here is like very everyone knows it was like oh pip pip and whatnot um oh, you can't I just want to shoot myself <laughs> i know it's the worst uh but you you know what you're getting into with that and if it was an actual accent people would be like what the hell did he just say are we are we supposed to get on the point i don't remember what like <laughs> there's so definitely that aspect to it isn't there yeah to our small little bird brains where we're like what that's a different sound uh-huh. The, well, I, I mean, the, ama- so I things. the limited amount of American TV I watch, wherever they like, have someone from actual Ireland or actual Scotland, and they have to it's subtitle un- it. It's you can't. Oh my understand god! What I, saying. Yeah, I remember as a I child, no problem, as a child, as like a high schooler watching the movie once, and I had to put on the fucking subtitles because I was like, <laughs> I don't know what anybody is saying in this movie at all. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> I was surprisingly good about that. I think I've gotten worse for it in time, especially when I go to theaters because theater echoes. And I'm yeah. usually, like, kind of tired because it's all dark, and I'm just like, what? It's daytime? Like, what is this? Um, like, I can't quite hear it, so, and I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm just going to watch pretty things happen on screen. If I really want to pay attention, that's when the headphones come on, and I watch that shit at home. So, like, brr. Um, but, yeah, like, it, why Yeah, is, I mean, that's my reaction happen? every time I put on my headphones like, and listen to a strong accent. Brr. Brr. <laughs> <laughs> also, keck. Keck brr. Brr. Flaka. Flaka? What? Waka Try Waka Snatch. Blank, dog. Snatch was Waka not nearly as bad as once to me. Oh, Snatch please. Was our Everything was like that. Like, uh, Lock, Sock, Two Smoking Barrels, uh, you know, Rock and yeah. Roller, Snatch. They all have the exact same sounding London gangsters. Like, all of them. They're they, ve- are they understand. The people in it? Uh, there is a definite crossover between some of the movies. Not all of them. They're not all the it's same. It's all the same world. It's all in the same world. Yeah, yes. but, but Actually, all... that probably is true. It's probably in some way canon. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's in, it's in London, basically, where everyone is a tough criminal. Apparently, that's the world. I love those movies to death. They're fucking I, the yeah. best. That's why I go to London to hang out with tough criminals. I, I've never, I've never experienced reason. that London. I don't know. I don't know that I could handle it if if it was a real place. I know, I'm Jason Statham. <laughs> I'm just like good. I get off the plane and it's like, hello, I'm Jason. Yeah, that, like, oh, that's I'm actually what happens. Landon Gatwick's like, hello, I'm Jason Statham. Welcome to London. <laughs> I've never, Good I've never London, experienced Dad. that guy. I get, I get the tracers every time I go to London. I meet tracers. <laughs> I swear to God, Hello. you meet them for a couple like, of seconds, then you warp out. You know, it's like, what the fuck? Where do you go? <laughs> you're not even know, a real person. I... Hello. Nope. I, you're not I, real. I, I feel like I get, I get some of those like 
uh, English ruffians in Bedford. When I go to Bedford, that's there's a lot of them there. You know what? You know where we got them? Nottingham. When we were in Nottingham, oh, like that I call them was... English ruffians. That's adorable. We got <laughs> oh, yes, the English ruffians. Yes, uh, they're called chavs, mate. They're fucking arseholes. Awful. <laughs> fucking chavs. We had to explain oh bros to someone once. We're like, what's a in this lovely woman named Laura is like, what's a what's a bro? And we're trying to explain it, and we're just like, you know, because this is pop collar and stuff. And she goes, oh, you mean like. And we're Chavs. Like, sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, right, yeah. That's the equivalent. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Although I like same thing. Bros are generally a little bit a little more, impressive. maybe a little bit more workout, a little bit more sports. Like Chavs actually are not so much yeah. into that except for I was football. Say, I think I think they're a bit different. A little bit, yeah, but it's the same sort I'm of principle. I'm trying to think what we would call Chavs here, though. I don't know. Uh, white trash actually is the best way to describe them. Oh, but our white trash is a little is a little less classy of a white trash. Like I don't want to give. I'm sorry. Them... You think chavs are classy? I, was say, I don't think you've ever met one. Movies. It's the accent. No, <laughs> yeah, it's the they don't. No, yeah, this is what a chav there. sounds like. Yeah, fucking what, mate? I'm fucking Sparky out like he's fucking can. That's yeah, fucking well, bastard. Yeah, well, well, that's what chavs sounds like. Yeah, rednecky trashy. I guess would be like. Yeah, yeah. that's a like. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to come up with a non-racist description for it, but there really isn't one. Like, I mean, I guess you could say hick, but again, that's like, oh, we don't like southern people. It's like, no, that's not true. Uh, it pretty much is. You know, the definition of kind of white trash though is a chav. And all the southern. As a person who grew up with entirely yeah. hicks, like I, I. Yeah. <laughs> I still have think that that's you guys seen the thing? Accurate. It's called like hard choir or something, where hard it's like a choir? whole bunch of people. It's a whole bunch of like the the rugby playing sort of like angry things, and they they sing like love songs, but it's like a pub sing along. So they're like, I'm hundred percent sure this exists. No, I swear I've seen it, and it was hard it was, choir. Seen it in your dreams? Hardcore, but choir or something like that. Um, I, I know if if my friends were watching, which I don't think that they are, hard choir band. Maybe that's true. Hard chorus. Some. Hardcore? Like All these are amazing names. All of them are great names. Hardcore is a good name, did, actually. Uh, and if they do, they do love songs in in a, in a pub like sing along style, and it is phenomenal because it's really sweet in a way, and and but it's also they're just screaming. <laughs> hardcore? It's such a good Where, name. I don't even is, like is, that. Is is it such hardcore? a good name? Shit. I, that, I knew it if had it's not, it someone needs to grab that name immediately. Oh, yeah. That's a no, really I'm gonna, good I'm play on words. That shit immediately. Okay, okay, Mister yes, Fine, yes, yes. back it's off. It's true. It's Puma Hard Chorus. You know, it is it's on YouTube. Oh, there you Puma go. Hard Chorus is, I think, the name of the band. Wonderful. Yes. Ah, uh, get ready. Oh my God, they're singing truly madly deeply, <laughs> and I'm watching <laughs> I this. Lying. I was telling you the. <laughs> Welcome to the Corruption Podcast. We occasionally talk about video games. Let's get on with that, shall we? We've had our like a uh, half hour of power. How good this is! I can't listen to it right now on the show, but I'm sure I will listen to it afterwards. It is fabulous. Jesse apparently is very excited <laughs> about this. All right, oh, like in a pub, holding beer, singing like old school R and B. This is beautiful. <laughs> oh. I can't make this up. I'm not that like creative. You're an author. You podcast. should probably work on that. Yes. I do occasionally. This is even better. Yeah, that sounds like an author, right? I do my job every now and again. (laughs) That sounds exactly like my brother's girlfriend, who is now an author and has published two books and is like exactly like that. It's like, yeah, yeah, I might write this week. 
<laughs> I, I work a lot, but I don't know. It's probably okay. And people are like, I really like it. And you're like, I don't know. It's probably okay. Because it's pretty much you doing your work in a room alone. Yes. And if someone's telling you that your work is good, you don't believe them because you're in your room alone. So it's a very neurotic kind of thing that you're doing. Very, very antisocial. That sounds um, like YouTube. <laughs> actually, yes. Sort of. But you're, you're talking at the thing as opposed to, yeah, it is It is a lot like Whoa! that. Whoa! You aren't even creating shit. You're just a bunch of talkers at it. Ah, I see it. You're talking directly to the audience. Goddamn elitist authors. I understand what you're saying, Nika. (laughs) We might just be deliberately taking the piss. It is possible. I do the same thing, but uh, but you're 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 talking directly to an audience. So I think it's a it's a different level of uh or like way of doing things. The same way blogger and author are different. Because you're you're interacting with an audience yes. rather than throwing something out there. I hope you like cannibalism because that's what we got this time. Like you know. <laughs> yeah, and I worked on this for the last two years, so you better fucking like it because you ain't yeah. getting another one yet. <laughs> like you're going out there and taking someone's order, uh, and that's like you know you're interacting don't make me with have them. Have sympathy really for George R. R. Martin. Don't do this. Where it's <laughs> like, oh, that man just has to create things and put it out there, and then people hate it. No, make your books, old <laughs> man. I'm tired of waiting. <laughs> it's fair, but he's also he probably has a lot of the same problems where everyone's like that's why i don't want to hear it i don't want to the expectations level is probably so freaking high in the next book that i imagine that that's really slowing him down honestly considering the last two books people did not like i imagine he's super stressed out about the next one being like he wants it to be good i imagine he's being a dick about him not finishing it yet because it's been years i know (laughs) that it's been years years, he's probably having a breakdown You know what? A breakdown into a pile of money. He's been turned into gold. There's some serious alchemy going on here. Yeah, I like he's, I, I, I back him on that. I'm frustrated, but I back him on that in the same way. Money creates a lot of issues too. Like you suddenly don't have that much freedom. Suddenly you're beholden to an audience. It's very difficult. So uh, yeah. yeah, into the pile of money, sure. But like money can't buy you love. You're like you're basically. It can buy you love in. Yes, it can. Yes, it can buy you a lot of sex. Start. I'm thirty flights of love, and I can buy you that too. (laughs) Did he start as a sci-fi author or Arm Martin? I actually have no idea. Well, sci-fi SFF is the same kind of idea, so it's like. It's all in the same area, yeah. Yeah, they, they get pushed into the same thing. Hugo Which is annoying, because I'm not as much of a fan of fantasy. So every time I go on Audible, I'm like, no, 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 no. Give me something with lasers in it. I think it's hilarious. If everybody is waiting on this Game of Thrones Song of Ice and Fire book, and then he's like, but I really just want to write about spaceships. So here's here's my next book is about spaceships. And, and then people like, are like, boom. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the beholden <laughs> thing, isn't it? I mean, it, it happens to a lesser extent to YouTubers as well, in fact. And the larger the YouTuber and the more... Totally. If they got famous off one particular series, it's that's like... That's what I was going to say. Minecraft YouTubers? That is oh, the God, they're fucked. Yeah, yeah. They, they are. because yeah, uh, And a lot of them really resent the game now as a direct result of that because they're directly beholden to creating it because that's what they're you made money on i can't i mean i have to imagine that pewdiepie is a little sick of be, not being taken seriously it's like have you i am seen... the class clown and i make a ton of money doing it but uh, maybe i just want to make a serious video for once and people are like fuck you we want to hear you scream have you not seen his interviews like i love watching pewdiepie interviews like, oh they're very is... professional yeah yes great in his like in some of his more recent interviews he's literally been like I want to do more than just be the like scream guy and the silly guy and like I want to do so many things. 
but it's hard to do when your audience came to watch you for that reason. Yeah. And he's like, I, I have the largest audience in YouTube, and they're not there because they give a shit about, like, Felix. Like, that's it's, yeah. that's a hard truth to realize. It's true. They care about the character. That's it is. Felix Gelberg. Indeed. Oh, that's so precious. Yeah, it's like that's, that's you a have a young demographic that came for one reason and for the character of PewDiePie, they didn't come for you, you know, for Felix. So yeah, I mean that that is very restrictive. I, it, I, that's that's an old, age old thing. Like um, I I watch a lot of like jazz documentaries. I'm really into jazz music, and they had the same problems even back then. Like the big bands of the time, uh, a lot of people quit for that reason. Artie Shaw particularly was was someone who uh, he wanted to keep moving and keep evolving his music, and there wasn't an ability to do it because they just wanted to hear uh, begin the begin over and over again. Like if he played that 12 times a night, people would still be there packing and, and being like so incredibly happy with him. But he's like, I want to move on. I want to do something different. And the audience was so ferociously not letting him. And that was in a time when you, you really, during the Great Depression, where you had to sell your soul in order to do that. So he had right. to, he didn't have another choice. Um, and so it's, it, it's the age old time old struggle of, do I want to do my own thing? And, and that's a lot of the reason why I did the same thing that I did. I left community management because you know, I liked my job, but I wanted to do something different. And um, man, it, you take you take a pay cut like nothing. <laughs> it has been a yeah. frightening two years for me, I'll tell you that. Um, but in that same right, I, I still feel incredibly happy that I did it uh, because I, I didn't want to hate what I was doing. And I knew that there was going to be a certain point where I would have to, where if I stopped enjoying it, then that would only go downhill. It's like a bad relationship. You know, you can't really get back from, from being in that. It's very frustrating. So were we talking about games again? We were trying to. <laughs> we failed monumentally in doing so. So why does someone toss their hat in the ring? Who wants to talk about something? Because I, I got, I got plenty, but Jesse's got something. What you got? All right, so I know you guys already forgot because I've worked with you for so long that I know you didn't remember this. But last week oh, you said, you no. said, hey, you oh, should fuck. all play the game Messi. Shit! <laughs> yeah, I thought about that. I knew I'd forgotten something. I was like, oh, my like, God. I totally forgot. We all oh, said we'd do it because it yes. was like two all hours right. and we were a book club on it and then but half of us forgot. Oh, my God. I'm, God damn yeah. it. Right. I'm a dick. I'm so sorry. No, of course not, because I wanted this moment. I wanted this moment. Please. <laughs> I wanted, to be I like... wanted this moment. Deliberately. Um, so what was the so name of the game again? I've forgotten. Mesel? M-E-S-E-L? M-E-S-E-L. Okay. And so this was a game that purportedly was that as you played, it would write you a story. <gasps> Having actually played it now, it is more of a horror game <gasps> that keeps a journal, but... I don't know the journal will be any different depending on how you play. I guess I have to go back and play again because you collect stuff that you find while you play and it gives you more information and then you write it down in your journal. But the most different thing I can think of is that, one, either you miss some things, but before you leave the area, it literally is like, hey, you're missing three things. Do you want to go back and get them? So... You might not – so that part of the story, like where you figure the journal would leave those things out, it tells you, hey, it's about to leave some stuff out. You should go back and get it. And then everything else, depending on where you walk or what you see, it adds stuff to the story. But really, I don't think it's that much different. Like I would – if we had all played it, I imagine we would all have the exact same story but maybe really? like a different order. I'm so almost like, glad we didn't then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it would be like you go – at one point, I went up the stairs on one side, then went back downstairs, and then this thing, then went back up the stairs on the other side, and it literally was like, after going up the left side of the stairs, I turned and looked, and I was like, oh, well, that's just, 
it just changed a little bit. It didn't really like do anything different. Um, it has some puzzle mechanics. It, it has a few really great scares, but th it, it definitely feels like a super indie game to the point where like there's one jump scare where it's literally just like a static image of a rat running across the screen. Okay. And it's so funny. You're just like, was that even animated? Like, I don't, I don't know. It's okay. It's 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 an okay game. We did a uh, green light episode on it, so that'll be out on Saturday. It's it's interesting. Uh, there's definitely a lot of scares. It's got a cool concept, and there's a mystery in it. But it's nine thousand percent more scary game than it is game of, with like a cool concept of like it tells you a story at the end that is different for everyone who plays it. I guarantee that's not the case. Do, you, um, do we know if it was? Um. Because like Firewatch had a lot of nuance and you can pick a lot of your decisions, but it, in no, the end, no, it was more, more or less the same game. It, uh, it's it's um, unlike Firewatch, where you can literally miss something major and continue on with the story. Uh, this game is like when you go to another area that like loads into another part of the hospital. It's legit. Like there's some you things you back. missed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. So it sort of defeats imagine, the point of saying and create your own narrative because it's absolutely. basically poking and prodding at your sense of uh, completionist in order to yes. go back and do that shit. Yeah, and there's there's some cool puzzles like there's one where an area catches on fire and you have to turn the right uh, uh, little knobs to make the sprinkler system go off in the right places so you can get out of the room before you die as your oxygen depletes. There's a lot of uh, you know there's like a, a elevator puzzle that makes no damn sense till you eventually figure it out. And then you're like, oh, that was much easier. There's all these different things in it. And there's some really cool, uh, like, I, I like the story. Like, because it revolves around kids, the problem is, is that some of the things you find are, like, little kid drawings. But they're horrifying little kid drawings. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's, like, right. like crazy shit. You're just like, wait, what? <laughs> kind of like, did you play the park? Yes. Oh, don't kinda tell me like the, the park. La, la. Was like, it kind of like, like the park in that um, way? In that, in like that very specific way, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it, it's a, it's a, it's a solidly okay game. If you're like a, uh, if you're like a fan hey. of horror games, it's I, I'd pick it up. But other than that, it's not going to be like genre defining or, or anything we thought it was going to be. I feel like it was sold to us a little bit different than the actual game was. Yeah, so. right. because the description we got of it was that we could all all three of us play it and end up with a completely different story one way or the other. I guess that was maybe too ambitious. Yeah. And it really didn't do that. Um, and considering apparently, it was, as you said, it had jump scares, I'm kind of glad I didn't play it because it was not marketed as a horror game, honestly. Well, at, at all. At all. No. It's that definitely really a horror weird. game. That's yeah. unfortunate. So so very jump scary? Like No, no, no. Most of it is... Uh, well, actually, you know what? It's got a spooky atmosphere, but most of the major scares that got us were jump scares. So okay. that'd be hard for me to say it wasn't. Mm, but, okay. But, but yeah, there's but I don't like have to shoot anything, right? No. Nope. And you don't have to. You don't have to do have any to like. Yeah, you don't have to do any like run from things. There's not like a monster chasing you. It's there's a lot of puzzle things. Like at one point, you get to a section of the hospital where the kids stayed, and at the end, you find like a dinosaur, a car, and I think like a monster, and you have to place them in the right rooms in order to get the door to unlock. So you have to go and learn about all the different kids and like what their interests were oh, and find cool. notes and shit. So it's, it's got like a lot of cool concepts and it's not like I am in that damn hallway at the end of the level where the monsters chase me and I have to hide in rooms. It's none of that shit. Thank God. But it's still like, yeah. 
it's still just a scary game. It's, I hate it's, action it's, horror. I just can't. Like, me too. I think there's so I much. I really thing. hate it. I I love like um, ambient horror or like. If you mention the park I'm again, the I'm taking... exact opposite <laughs> of that. I, I I love action horror because I hate the feeling of not being able to fight against the demons and you know, beat back the darkness because I find it fucking terrifying. So, which, to be fair, feel... is exactly why ambient horror works. I just don't. I don't want to be scared. Horror like, in general works. We, yeah, uh, I, I don't I like being scared. Like... I don't find it fun. I yeah. know some people do, but I don't. Magfest, we talked about that. James Portnell from Extra Credits and I had like this really late night panel where I we were both just dead tired and we just sort of rambled on. Weird how that happens. Um, and we talked about the the core tenet of uh, horror is disappointment, um, is feeling like you cannot do something. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of horror games where something comes out at you and you have to reactively shoot it. Now you're still scared, um, but you, you have the ability to get yourself out of it. Yes. Um, and a lot of uh, horror... The, the horror that I like is being in an unwinnable situation in some way, shape, or form. Like, get, you have to get out of it, but not by means of just reflex. Because I, I even considerably in my life and, and outside of that, I don't consider my reflexes to be so great. So if I have something, <laughs> like, jumping at me and just going, boo, I'm going to be, like, I'm not going to handle it well because I want to puzzle out who... I want to give it a, a stuffed dinosaur, is essentially... <laughs> well, I for me, it's like... Um, Ambient horror is is better for me because I know that it's not. I know that I'm I'm supposed to just like mostly experience what's been created for me. That like you know there are puzzles that I need to do and I need to like be aware of the environment and soak all of that in, um, in order to get through the game. But I don't I don't have this this nagging feeling in my mind of like okay eventually there's going to be something that's going to attack me and I'm going to need to like attack back or something's going to chase me and I'm going to need to hide. Like, I don't want, I don't want any of that shit because it feels like it, it winds up being more obnoxious and infuriating than actually scary. You know, like it does, it won't affect me in the way that I want to be affected by a game like that. Do you guys like actually going to haunted houses, you know, like around Halloween time? Oh, I love it. There's, I have a so... problem with that. Cause I want to hit the people who come and get me. So I've played too many games. <laughs> You're not allowed so to, that's yeah. my other issue is that like, I'd rather be ambient what? scared than oh no 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 like <laughs> like you need to do like the, so in 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 good old Ohio uh, at the Mansfield Prison um it, it is Mansfield Prison is where they film like Shawshank Redemption and like a bunch of like it it's closed down but it is they have actual like haunted tours that don't need people there because it's so horrifying at night it's one of those places where like the paint is melting off the walls, so it looks like the walls are alive at night. Oh, it's insane. It's really cool, but they do, like, on Halloween, haunted tours, and that, it's totally cool. It's like, oh, yes, no, this prison is super haunted. That's all they say, and you're, you're like, I believe you because it's <laughs> I believe it, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be stuck in here forever. Like, I don't know, oh, God, it's horrible. Yeah, and then, of course, then they're like, now's the part where we lock you in the cell. Enjoy. You're like, why is this happening? Because you agreed to go. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because you paid to be there. Because you yes. knew exactly what you were doing. There was um yes. a the, the escape room that I went to a while ago was doing a, a less of a not a puzzle but an actual interactive horror experience, and they would literally lock you into chairs, manacles, blindfolds, gags. There were, there's full-on contact involved in this thing. Like, you've got to be 18 plus, you've got to consent. But apparently it is fucking terrifying. You know, oh. it's, it's unbelievably yeah. scary. 
And I wish there were more like that. I wish there was more um, ambient horror uh, things. Like, I want to go to Halloween Haunt every year. I want to see those things. Um, I want to get the full experience of of creating an environment that is purposefully exhibiting um, an emotion or an experience. You know, like Disneyland does that for joy and happiness. You go there yes. and you're like, oh, screw it. I'm going to have a doll whip and just walk around. Um, and it's that same thing, but with horror. I want a scary experience that doesn't require someone going up and going, boo, at me in order to also be terrified just by being there. I want there to be a soundtrack that will make me, like, want to pee myself and not walk into the room. That's the kind of scary that I want in, in an actual, real environment. It, it feels I like mean, it's just like you. They exist. <laughs> I want to go there. That's my jam. Yep, they, de they definitely exist. <laughs> I can't find them. Mansfield Prison is now on my list. Along with Mezzle. How do you spell Mezzle? M-E-S-E-L. -E cool. I spelled it right. The game right. that we uh, said we'd play. Hell out of that. All right. Yes. At, 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 thank you, chat, for reminding me. At uh, PAX South, Crendor and I, during our panel, talked about a story that we had read that is exactly what you're talking about, where it's at, um, it might have been Sundance. It's at some festival. Is this the one where that they... you linked me to? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a, I, I showed it to Dodger when we were at. It was at uh, South by Southwest, I think. Okay. Maybe, yeah, it was, so basically the, the whole premise is like this guy shows up at a bar and they're like, no, you have to go in the back way. He gives up his phone, his wallet, everything, goes inside, they put a mask over his head and a bunch of people just like yell at him and make him crawl on the floor and shit and they go through like tunnels and stuff. They pull off the mask, there's like a like a creepy woman doing like creep, like, oh, crazy shit. And when it was over, they were like, so what did you think? And he was like. It, he had I mean, no idea all... what he was getting into either. Like he had no context at all. He was asked there to try out a demo, I think. Yes, for like, yeah. for like a real so life, a virtual up... reality experience. And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, there was like, there's yeah. like a, a naked lady in a stall, like screaming at him at one point. He was like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's that one point geez. this woman is like grinding on him and she's like, don't let them find this and puts like shit in his mouth. And he like so then people come in and they start digging through his mouth trying to find it and he's like, like hiding <laughs> it with his tongue like it's it's crazy and at the end, like the guys grab him put a thing over his head push him out the front door and there's a bunch of press out there and they're like, what did you think and he was like they were all very committed actors like you don't know what to say. <laughs> like it's that kind of thing that is so crazy uh I oh man I wish I remembered where that I think it might have been like a Mashable article or some. Something I don't know what it was from. I'm gonna look it but up. But it was, it was crazy, and I was like, I don't even know if that's ex if that's the experience people want. Great, go get it. I do not ever want to be involved in that. Me no, that sounds you. too much. That's too that, much. That's invasive because of the a lot of the right? body stuff. Have you guys heard of Sleep No More? I'm sure everyone's yes, talked about that, it. Yes, that definitely came up on the show. I can't remember who who, it, who was on the episode, but yeah, it's 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 it was the interactive play. It's yeah, it's it's an interactive play, but you don't really interact. They interact with you, so it's like you get to run around. But it's three floors of you can just do whatever the hell you want, and um, you 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 get to open up drawers. It's like being in a video game, um, but the plot is going on around you, but you don't have to look at it. Yeah. So everyone else was like, "Oh yeah, did you see the plot?" And I was like, "No, I was too busy fact checking the books. Like they had a real copy of Paradise Lost from I don't know how long ago. So I'm like looking at the props and going, "Oh my god!" Like just th that was the most interesting experience for me. I and mean, I'm I'm kind of rare on that um but it also took me a good hour for it to feel like okay so something's gonna scare me something's gonna be scary something and it wasn't but it was just that that's how we are used to experiencing something so interactive and a little bit d distant from us spooky um 
So that kind of interactive experience, and sometimes it, people will, uh, the, the actors will take you, they will dance with you, they'll take you into private scenes with different rooms and things. Um, so, but that, that they're not actually digging into your Oh, mouth. this is only in New so York? <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, it's only in New York, yeah. Yeah, um, it's only in New York. They do a couple ones. Um, they do a lot of them in England, actually. There's a couple other ones that, that they do out there. But um, it's it's still going strong after so long. And I, I freaked out. I was just like, I need to go back immediately. And even if, if tomorrow, if there was like a, a sale on like a, a trip there, I would just go for two days straight and then come right back because I'm absolutely in love with it. But it, but it is that ambient experience that um, it made me feel like I was in a game. And the, the, one of the interesting things about that is they make you wear a mask. And wearing a mask in a, in a thing like that, number one, designates you from other people who are actors. But number two, it creates you have to be entirely silent. And so you're seeing things in a different way. You're seeing it in uh, more of a, a gamey perspective. You're seeing something through this, which is kind of what we're in a way we're used to. Uh, but also you're disconnected from yourself. Suddenly you're not yourself anymore because you are... Um, it, it's it's that mental disconnect that that happens, and so that was just what an interesting experience that is, and it comes up a lot because people are still freaking out about it. But I haven't seen anything quite like it. I, I want more. I want like five more well, of them in LA. Well, that's like today when we were setting up for the podcast, and I found the the Hololens uh, mystery yeah. ARG that they've created. Yeah. I want to play that. So, so bad. if you remember uh, last E three when we were talking about the Hololens for Halo, you like went on the ship. And you can like see shit happening, and it was like the cool. I was like, "This is some cool technology." And then that's literally all they showed, except for I think they did like a uh, Minecraft, where like he was like he made a three. Yeah, version the, of the it was it was basically was him whatever. being. Yeah, it was mostly him being just a spectator on that though. Like he wasn't really yeah. creating much, yeah. and but the benefit was that someone from outside could look in on the world and have it on the table and all that sort of thing, which again right. sounds gimmicky and not that useful, but kind of neat. Right. And so now the the Hololens. Uh, the thing that they showed off on Twitter today in a video is literally just like we have an ARG. I, I, I what's alternate reality it? game for those? Who yeah, don't know. Uh, and it's it's a murder mystery in like your daily life, which I think is like the coolest. So like the props That's and things. Awesome. It's called fragments and. Like props and things from the game show up like on a wall. There's like levers and stuff now, and there's like cool things. Like there are characters that come meet you, and it's like you just put on a thing and you're doing this mystery in your just normal life, which is such a cool concept. I want more yeah. of that. I again stand by the fundamental belief that the greatest scary game ever made would be like a horror game, a, like virtual reality horror game where it's in reality. So like. The ghosts and shit and the scares are in reality. Right. That would so, be, oh. like the Google Glass way of the world where you're just walking around. You're you're walking to work or like yes. you have groceries and something's like, Wah! and you're like, Shh! yeah, and then no, everyone just like, see a guy freak out. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's like you turn on the game. So if you wanted it to be like your version of PT, you turn on the game and you're in your house and shit jump scares you in your own home. <laughs> No, no, thank fuck you. that. No, 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 no,
I want Perfect. it so badly. It's only three thousand dollars for the dev kit. Yeah, only the dev kit is three thousand dollars. So yeah, I mean the Vive that, just but... went on sale for pre-order for eight hundred, and that's a little rich for most people. Uh, but yeah, that dev kit. Oh, yeah, and honestly, like the the problem with the Hololens, as you mentioned, I believe, was that it, it's not it's not the full thing. Oh, it's, it's, it's in like a, a small area. Like a, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so really? you get like a view so screen. It's in limited. The thing. It's not the full. It's not your full goggles. No, not at all. Yeah. Are they are they going to keep working on that? I mean, they said yeah. Uh, Dodger, you they said keep... that it was going to come out at the end of March. Mm, March thirty thousand. That... Yeah, that's crazy. Like, why wouldn't well, they? Because the, the one at the end so... of March is the dev kit. So, kind of like the Oculus dev kit being a lot more limited. It's it's possible that they will expand the the field of view of that window, but we just don't know at this point. But then you have to program for that. If you're a dev, then you're yes. working within this scape, and you should be working within this. I mean, yeah. I think that that's actually kind of a bad move for them. You if, think so? If they, I like. I wonder how, how it was with VR development because it wasn't the original dev kit only a single screen instead of two, which you know the consumer version is two, one for each eye. I wonder if like you had to change, or if there was just a way that it it kind of just expands automatically. You can actually like program it to scale properly if they increase that right. field of view. I I wouldn't know. That would make sense. I have no and idea. And even if you scale like that, then then things could either blow out or it could be like larger dimensions totally. uh something that should be small could be huge in comparison and it could wreck your entire game especially it if could. it's an augmented reality experience so like how yeah. do you develop for tech that isn't even that you can't actually see or be a part of that you only have such a limited window um of, of that understanding it's very confusing why they would do that but eh, you yeah, know that's me i don't know maybe maybe they just won't change that maybe they think that squares enough i don't know but uh, it, I, they're I not going to sell it Probably not. Yeah, I think people have a different vision and expectation of what the whole lens is as to the reality of how it works. I well, because the way they sell it is they sell it as an entirely different view. So, of course, there's the view of the person wearing the glasses, and then there's the, the view that we all have is we're watching the person wear the glasses and <laughs> all the ads. We're watching the person wear the glasses, seeing what they're supposed to be seeing, but really what what it's it's we're actually I mean, it's, it's fake yeah i mean the, fake, yeah. the presentation yeah. that we saw at, it was e3 where they first demonstrated the minecraft thing was fake you know there's no no doubt because you're not you're not seeing that full view you're actually just seeing it sort of in the corner of your eye there really? but, yeah it's it's so it was everyone was super excited about it and then people had actually used the halo experience to be like yeah it's not actually like that at all really but it's yeah it's 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 a really cool experience like it's awesome to wear the glasses and do the whole thing and experience the vr because it's about as as cool of an ex like because it's real. You're actually on a thing, and these things are happening to you, and you can touch stuff. It's crazy. But at the same time, it's not the experience they're selling. Like, mm -hmm. they're selling you like you're on the holodeck. Like, you are – like, that's Which the selling that you're getting. Yeah. It. It's not true at all. No. Yeah. Right. It's a cool experience, but they need to sell it as it is and not try to overhype it, or people will be like, no, nope, yeah. pass. And, yeah. uh, it's so weird that they go for the holodeck approach anyway, because it's obvious that VR, especially with the omnidirectional treadmill, is the holodeck. You know, that that's the holodeck. The, the HoloLens is supposed to be, it's not virtual reality, it's augmented reality, which is not the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a really, that's, that's a fantastic point. And I think that uh, it, it doesn't, unless you actually see these things and experience them, then you don't see that difference. Like when you, when you put on tell, um, yeah. an Oculus, you put on a Vive, Vive, whatever, that thing, um, you, you put them on and you're seeing things that truly aren't there. Like you're seeing a table in front of you that there is no table. No. So that is a completely virtual reality experience. That, as you said, is the holodeck. And then there's the augmented, which is things are all around you. So I can understand there being a smaller field of vision for that so long as you can keep seeing other things in your general periphery like think of how much we can see right now from here you, you can't program for that exactly um but 
having that, the, the limited field of vision on that is more helpful so long as you don't think that you're actually going to be looking through here at a completely generated world. So right. I, I, that makes sense, but ugh, I don't know. I'm scared of it. That's, that's something that from I'll a be interested to try it. I'm business just... standpoint I think is going to not do great. Yeah, it, 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 it seems like, it seems even more niche than VR is, but again, I haven't tried oh, it's it. Super and, niche, but I want but it. I want, so it, I want it so badly. I, just, I just haven't. I, know, I haven't seen the potential of it yet. Like I haven't figured out like the the sort of the core usage demographic and the core daily use of this thing. Like, what would people do with it on a daily basis? How is everyone it useful? else on this podcast is exactly who you're talking about right now? Yeah. <laughs> Where you're like, I don't know who the core usage demographic is. I just want to use it. We're all like, I just want to play with us. it. So. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good to know. But it's not because I it's not because like I can see it for a business purpose. Like I just want to play with it and I imagine it's one of those things where the kid part of me would be like, "Well, that was cool." and then never use it again. But I just want to I just want to like experience that stuff so badly hmm. to the point where it's because I had a little taste and I liked it so much that I want like more. Yeah. And I feel like the exact opposite happened with uh, the Oculus and that. I used it so much, I, I'm like, all right, well, I got what I wanted out of that. Now I just don't need it. Huh. Yeah, the, it's, it's the weird. The of that is that you need devs to make good games for it. So right. it needs to be accessible to the devs in order to make the games that come out on a consistent mm. level. And like, so therefore, it seems like they're kind of hindering the, the way that a dev can interact with the, the product itself. Uh, with the dev kit, and then therefore, how are they going to make good games that people are going to want? Therefore, they're going to want the. Therefore, it's 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 a, it's a very recursive yeah. kind of uh, circle. You know, I'm start, I'm starting to think of a couple of uh, interesting usage scenarios, particularly for gaming, because I imagine this thing is probably going to be used by companies for other things. You know, yeah, like oh, yeah. Uh, video conferencing, design, um, oh, CAD. You know, for instance, that kind of thing. I would imagine, but I'm thinking of a sort of first person open field rpg almost like larping i guess where you know yeah. your stats come up in front of you monster pops up you know it it i don't know if they, i assume they can track your hands and stuff so it's like fireball boom you know you blow up the thing in front of you your stats are on your side here you know and, and you get you're gonna get that experience while larping with other people walking around a field that i could see the appeal of that well that's you know? that's kind of what the uh the mystery thing was i think there's a scene where they yeah. show like just on a wall like a, a bunch of levers and a dude's just Oops. Like he just like you know pulls down on it and it like tracks the fact that he pulled down. Clearly he's not touching it, but like the movement sets. I think that's cool. I think that's, you think that's it's hand motions, not like so it's actually seeing your hand. So if you do something like this, that's a fireball. If you do something like this, that's a taunt. Um, I guess like, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> double taunt. Yeah, maybe. It's okay. like your your cooldowns active. You can't even use it. Sorry. Yeah. No. As people in the chat are I suggesting, basically you, you put you put Pokemon on Hololens, and that's a license to print money. Which, oh yeah, oh, you know you yeah. just have real world Pokemon where you find real Pokemon out in. Uh, they've been pursuing that for ages with like camera yeah. AR. You know there are augmented reality when is that Pokemon things out? already. Local Pokemon oh. thing is 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 it's that? A thing. Yes. But I don't know when that's supposed to happen. Yeah, but uh, uh, the, the, the what is it? The thing that you have on your wrist, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah, that's already happening. But I think like with a proper Hololens, that would be like the ideal scenario. Pokemon for Go, that. that's the name of it. Yeah, yeah, so that's the one. It's almost like the kind of um, what we wanted Google Glass to become in a lot of ways is is that um, that extra step of uh, life plus. Of, yes. This is something that integrates into my daily life in such a way um, that that I don't really see it happening, and that's that's what gaming is in a lot of ways too. We want that we want that extra plus experience with yes. it. We want to be uh -huh. so involved in the game that we are in it, that it is in us, that it is in our our environment. No, uh, 
you know what the best selling point for a VR HoloLens would be? Tourism. You're in a foreign country and you don't speak the language and it translates what you're seeing into the language you read. Class can already do that, if I recall it, right? I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and then it's I'm like, like, oh, I don't know where to go. And it's like, go this way. And I'm like, okay. In fact, like, oh, so Glass absolutely does that. Yeah, that's that's like, a feature of it. I feel like, but I like the idea that the VR version can literally just like... AR. Tr or, uh, uh, like, trans like, transpose it over the things you see. So instead of like little information, it's like, I'm reading the sign and I'm reading it the way like i should be i just i love the idea that it's like the world just reverts back to it's already totally doable uh because there's already a phone app that does that it's called word lens but yes. the, the problem with hololens i guess yeah it, it doesn't work necessarily that well it depends it's on the not, language it's not that great some of it is like pretty good and i've used it before uh with french it was actually pretty good the the problem with the uh, hololens is no one's gonna fucking wear this shit in public like with glass glass is just a thing that kind of goes over a regular pair of glasses and as a result, it's yeah. You know, people are still gonna look at you a bit funny, especially considering it's like, oh, you have a camera and you're pointing in my face. You become face? the cutest of Borg, and people are like, yeah, pretty that's, much. That's and, weird. and people <laughs> will treat you like you're the cutest, you know, as in yes. not fun at parties. The problem with um, with Hololens is it looks ridiculous, and with VR, it's totally fine because you're sitting in your room, nobody cares how you look. Oh, you're sitting on a plane where I don't give a fuck about the people around me, you know, whatever they think I look stupid. I don't give a fuck. I'm in a ski chalet. You're in a stupid metal tube, idiots. You know, whereas the uh, Hololens, you're walking around in public in this thing. I mean, not only is it expensive, but it also looks insane. So I, maybe if they wanted to do that, that weirdly enough, you know, sure. visual design we're is going to be a big factor. Yet. No, we're not. Right. You know, we're, people are not going to accept Geordie LaForge in society yet. You know, they need to do something yeah. about that. One day. I can't wait. I want that. I'm it'll be. It'll it. eventually be that. You know, Waiting for it. We need. It'll... We just need a few noble souls to start becoming half a robot. Get on it. Yeah. Build will, it look, into your eyes. I'll, I'll go cyborg. I will try. Yeah, if sure. people, if as long people, as I can develop games for it. If people have the technology and they want to help me out, I will let you take my arms and replace them with Jack's arms. I want big metal <laughs> arms. I just, just, I'll let you take them. As long as they can punch through walls, we good. That's all I'm waiting for. Arm punching technology. Oh, no, but Wall that means that at some point in your storyline, you're going to accidentally crush someone you love. Here's the thing. I feel like I'd be okay with that because I crushed <laughs> someone with robo arms. Like, look, I sure. love them so much that I hug them until they get crushed. That's beautiful. It's a, um, yeah. That's yeah. that's extremely disturbing, but okay. At that point, I'll be more monster than man anyway. I won't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'm already planning ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're, we're going to try again for the video game discussion. I'm going to give it a shot. You're watching the Corruptional <laughs> Podcast. In the meantime, though, we have a sponsorship here, and I've got an ad for you that I'm going to play because we like money, and we get money by showing you this. Squarespace.com slash Corruptional, ladies and gentlemen, 10% off your first order. Go design a website with Squarespace, and I'm going to convince you via this incredible ad. We'll be right back after this in the break. Do not go anywhere. Hmm, what's on the calendar for this week? Let's see. Internet nonsense. Got to look at this video game. Ah, oh, great. Present me 20 more retro-inspired puzzle platformers. I'll get right on that. Wait, what's this? Ah, oh, damn it. There's a Squarespace integration this week, and Dodger and Jesse are both busy living the Hollywood lifestyle, partying with the cast of Sharknado 3. Uh, how the hell am I going to get these lines done for the Squarespace ad? I mean, I can sit here myself and tell everyone that they should go to squarespace.com slash co-optional and get 10% of their first order. I mean, I could even do that before explaining what Squarespace is. Everyone loves a discount. 
Nah, I should probably tell them what Squarespace does. I mean, it lets you create a professional-looking website with no experience required, thanks to an incredibly straightforward interface that's packed full of great features and top-tier templates, which let you snap together a site in just minutes. Problem is, people want to hear the other hosts as well. Wait a minute. I have all the lines from the old ads. With some technical wizardry, I can use those lines to replace the real thing. I just need to do a little bit of editing. Okay, uh, here we go. Right, we'll never know the difference. Jesse, have you heard about Squarespace? Squarespace? Why, yes. Squarespace lets you create a website for whatever you'd like. And I can't build a website to get paid money? Well, I mean, you don't have to do it to get paid, but there's nothing stopping you. Genius! You'll feel like one when you realize just how easy it is to use. So what you're telling me is I can create something with my rotund yet pleasantly cuddly frame? Yes? Genius! I've invented a website? It was full of mugs. Don't you think it's a little odd to create an entire website about mugs? Isn't that Dodger's thing? I don't see how that relates to this discussion in any way. Look, I'm not here to judge. Just as long as you signed up with squarespace.com slash co-optional, you'll get 10% off your first order. How is that going to help me with my current situation? Well, you'll save money. To get paid money? No, save money. Money? 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 Yep. Squarespace? Mm-hmm. Squarespace? Money? That's what we like more of, yes. Genius! 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 Squarespace. Uh, We'd be perfect for each other. Create a professional-looking website for yourself and your business with no experience required. Powerful and secure e-commerce, industry-leading albums and portfolios, inline audio players to showcase your music, and blogs that just look stunning. You name it, Squarespace can do it. Get 10% of your first order at squarespace.com slash cooptional. Squarespace. Nothing but mugs. You should. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Guys, I spent that entire break watching Hardcoreist videos, and they're great. <laughs> there. Are there more? Oh, there's so, tons. Apparently, there's, there's also, like, a, a Hardcoreist contest where, like, groups from different countries will, will do, will, like, all gather in a pub and, like, sing and then submit their videos Oh, that sounds amazing. Oh, what mm-hmm. if they all did them in the same pub? And then it would be like West Side Story, like dance battles? I mean, that would be an incredible chanting. clusterfuck, but I'd still watch it. <laughs> and, then, and then we'd all be, they, they wouldn't have to do it at the same time, but it's like Battle of the Bands, but with just yelling, like, English people. It's a much better version of that movie where the girls sing against each other and whatever that's called. Pitch you know perfect. what I'm talking about. Pitch Perfect, Pitch yeah. Perfect. I've much, never seen it's that. It's a much better version of Pitch Perfect. I love Pitch Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but I would watch the shit out of Hardcore as the movie. <laughs> yes. The only scene I remember from Pitch Perfect is a girl approaching another girl in the shower and her being freaked out by it. And she's like, what? Yeah, Thing for me in the shower. We're naked and we're singing. There's nothing we're weird about this. We're naked and we're singing in the shower. What's weird about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, consent? I don't know. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, never, uh, I've never seen it. I've heard that it's like bring it on style where it's like it sounds like it's stupid but then it's actually really good and that you I would love, love the it first one. i've never seen the second one so pitch perfect that is mm-hmm. oh yeah I don't, I don't know anything about it but oh that's just me <laughs> I, I give, <laughs> give respect find it hard to get argue, angry about that one let's uh get some video games on this show that sounds like a good idea uh, all right any of you played devil daggers 
Nope. Yes, a little bit of it. I did too. What was your highest? What was your highest number? Probably like seven. Like it's just re- seven what? seconds. I don't know. I mean, I definitely died after seven seconds at one point. Like no, I got a lot further than like maybe thirty, forty-five seconds. I, I obviously you like it by the sounds of it. Uh, I mean, so I got way more enjoyment out of watching because the the way that the game is set up, when you look at the leaderboards, you can actually watch people's playthroughs of it. So you can go to the person who's in the number one spot in the world and watch him play the game or yes, her. Yes, you can. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of enjoyment out of watching that person play versus me playing because when i play there's some i don't know what it is about the controls but i cannot seem to keep myself level like i can't seem to keep myself just looking straight out so things are coming at me and i'm like trying to shoot them but i wind up looking at the ceiling and i'm like fuck fuck where am i and then i die um, yeah, we're currently watching uh, the top score from around February the 18th by Bone Carver, because as you said, all of these are available in the game. Some mm-hmm. random Russian channel recorded and then promoted their shit over it, so I'm Bone telling Russia to go to hell. Bone Carver is ready. The, uh, Bone Carver is ready. Yeah, absolutely he is. Rest in peace, Macho Man Randy Savage. But one way or the <laughs> other, the, the game is uh, basically a dark arena FPS that's very Twitch-based, and you've got kind of three different modes of attack and essentially the idea is to survive till you die and this game is very very hard it's very hard yeah so a lot of people aren't even hitting a minute alive i hit 40 seconds i don't think i've hit a minute the highest i got um i i have to say like i feel a lot of the excitement around this game because i've seen a lot of media coverage of it and people it's like oh well you know it's really back to the old school of what first person shooters were i mean one i fundamentally disagree with that idea because no actually old first person shooters were not about arena twitch at all you know right. old first person shooters were mazes for the most part yeah. you know if you yeah, think about i was gonna say it was like labyrinth style yeah you I would think about until something attacked you <laughs> yeah doom heretic uh junior cup 3d uh, basically any game that came around at that time that was an fps that had good level design was about exploration and mazes and also combat. It was not purely about combat. In fact, actually, there were very few games that really did that in the FPS genre until Painkiller, which weirdly enough, people also said, this is a return to the old school. It's like, no, it's not. Painkiller's level design is non-existent. It literally is a series of rooms which lock you in the rooms to fight and then points you to the next one. That's Painkiller. And Devil Daggers is kind of like that boiled down to even less. You know, it's in a dark arena where it's pure skill-based survival. Right. And it's, it's all very, the visuals are very Quake 1, you know, which I, I'm going to admit. Super, yeah. I like that because very few retro-inspired games go for the Quake era or go for the polygonal design, like the old-school polygonal design of older PC or maybe PlayStation 1 or Sega Saturn or N64. They I go think it for works perfectly retro for pixels. this game, too. It does, yes, totally, yeah. That, a lot of cool stuff in it. It looks, it looks like cool. It's like very twitchy. Of- extremely twitchy like that that's basically the entire game this is a five dollar game bear in mind this is not an expensive game at all so it's literally a very basic game with a very focused concept which is twitch skill pure twitch skill how good are you at living because you take one hit you're dead and that's it so when they said it's an old school thing what they really meant is it's quick (laughs) yes uh but from one game only really Kind of, yes. You know, it's, it's definitely Quake with a bit of Heretic and Hexen in there. You know, if yeah. you look at the, the magic and the whole hand thing, that's very, very Hexen. But yeah. the thing about Quake is that this is aesthetically like Quake, but Quake is not this fast-paced. And Quake is, you know, you can take more hits in Quake, you can take your time in Quake. This is really? more like 
Quake being a speed run kind of game, you know, people mm-hmm. playing it at the maximum optimal speed. Because, I mean, I play Quake, and I played it more as an exploration, because, you know, you have these large levels that you can explore, and there are hidden secrets and ammo and weapons to find, and you can go down the wrong corridor and end up having to backtrack. That was Quake. This is an, a, a circular arena, you know? The monsters are coming to you, whereas that yeah. in Quake, that never happened, for the most part. If you stood still, a monster would not come to you. You had to encounter the monster further on the level. So the weird thing about calling it old school is mostly that it only only the Twitch aspect of it and only really the aesthetic or old school the actual design isn't old school at all really creating creating a single location arena is is kind of a new idea i'm I'm not even gonna lie watching this i get why dodger loves watching this level of play playing it i don't imagine that this i would enjoy this i would i hate it i think i i I really do because i'm terrible at it you know and the thing is it's not nearly as fun to play i don't i don't think personally no i don't Um, think so either and it's, I feel like the people who really do enjoy playing it are very competitive people. Like, the sort of people where it's like, oh, man, so-and-so got this number, so now I have to beat that. Or yes. competitive with themselves. Like, they just want to beat themselves. Um, so, yes. yeah, it's it's interesting in that aspect. It's very, it's very interesting to watch because it gets yes. bonkers. Like, it continues to get more and more and more bonkers. Yeah, <laughs> and there are bosses, it, like, and it's, it's very, very difficult. Is all of this happening at once and this person is not dying? Yeah. I don't understand. Like, it's you know, crazy. You know what's weird? It's almost like you take the aspect of an old-school multiplayer FPS, like the really quick-paced like, stuff like Quake 3, but you boil <laughs> that essence and that speed down into a single-player game, and that's what Devil Daggers is. See, that's what I was thinking of when I thought of Quake, because, like, I never really played it at the time. You never and played I never the campaign. It was a single-player game. Um, yeah. But I, I saw my friends play it, like, uh, David Turley would, would play it constantly at work when he was just, like, you know, in the middle of something or waiting on a meeting to happen. And, just, and I was like, wow, that was, it was really, really fast. There wasn't a lot of maze things. So it was arena style. Um, yes. And I think that it's really interesting that they doubled down on that idea very perfectly, which is to say, here's something that a game did really well. Let's do it even better, even smaller, um, and and really make it exactly like the perfect version of what that could be. Yeah, let's laser focus on this tiny aspect of it. You know, it's really interesting they brought that up that, you know, you don't approach Quake as a single player game because your exposure to that game was the multiplayer deathmatch component mm-hmm. of it. And when I realized that, I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. This is totally that but single play you know that that twitchiness and that speed and that accuracy requirement which was not present in the campaign outside of speed running the hardest difficulty is this game boiled down into its core essence you're totally right and some people really love that i am not that person you know again i tried devil daggers and i don't even want to make a video of it because i have a feeling that i'm going i'd be going against the grain way too much on it because people are super hyped over the i think people are enamored with the idea of devil daggers and actually hate playing devil daggers (laughs) <laughs> which, which I think well, is, one of those is games different. That's fun to watch, but it's, I don't think that, that was it's super intense. fun to play for a lot of people. I could not tell you ninety percent of what you guys were talking about when you were talking about stuff over that video because I was so into that video. Like, oh, watching, watching it is, is fascinating. It's, yeah. it's like watching people play bullet hells. You know, I, I don't want to oh, play yeah. a bullet hell in a million years, but I love watching good players of bullet hells. I that's oh it. yeah. There's a certain zen in watching that the, they're always on the edge of dying. You know, and it's super <laughs> compelling viewing as a result colors on the screen and things are happening it's like it's like being a kid again you know like when you're a baby and there's just everything's a little bit psychedelic because yes. it's just new you're like oh almost like hypnotic maybe is the word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah perfect yeah but i don't like playing it and i think that there are other kind of high score based or the competitive against other people on the internet games that are more fun to play i like say i compare this to dust force you know which is for those who don't know the platformer which literally involves you sweeping up 
at the highest speed possible. That is a really enjoyable game to play. And I don't even like platformers because there's there's a certain amount of precision involved in it that's so satisfying to nail it. Uh, it's a bit like Oli Oli, which is the skateboarding yeah. game. There's also, obviously, things like Meat Boy and Isaac and other games that have that kind of aspect to them that I find more compelling than Devil Daggers. It, it's almost like Devil Daggers boiled it down too much, you know? It's so minimalistic that it's too minimalistic. It's too Spartan. But at the, but at the same time, it's not like... It's not like this game has been pitched by the developer as like a you know a really elaborate experience. I, I'm, I'm right? not saying the, they did, but yeah, I, all I, I, I'm just I'm just judging it by the content which is on offer. It's not a level of expectation. It's just I don't like how sparse it is. Right. Well, I don't like Super Hexagon, but a lot of people like that in the same yes, way. Yes, very true. So it's a very very, very simple game, but um, it's very Twitch-based. And for the people who like it, they love, love that. It. So I think it's for a niche audience. And I like watching people play it because, again, same thing. Hypnotic, where you're just like, how are you, wait, what are your fingers doing? Like, it's just really fascinating. <laughs> do, 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 do. I'm like, how, do you, how are you looking that way? They train themselves to actually do better at the game. Yes, yeah, that's true. And, and it is fascinating to watch, and it's definitely a skill and should be admired. It's not what I'm into. It's not you know? what I want to play. And yeah. I think you nailed it, though. <laughs> you said, you know, it's, it's a niche game for a niche audience. You're totally right. I am not part of that niche audience, and I recognize that fact, you know? Mm. Which is probably why I won't make a video on it, because essentially my entire opinion is going to be boiled down to I wanted it to have this and it didn't, which <laughs> I don't think it's really that valuable, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's... We'll see. We'll see. It's a but, game that does one thing. You have a fork, and you also want it to be a knife. But it's not. It's a fork. Yeah, I'd yeah. like a full set of cutlery, <laughs> if you don't mind. That, that would be great. I'd like uh, my rocket spoon back, if you don't mind. That would be good. <laughs> I, I do intend on playing any more Devil Daggers, Dodger, or is that a thing you just... It's like, I've played that now, and no. Um, I think at this point, it's like, I played it. I've experienced it. I did not get very far. And there are plenty of other games that that legitimately have my attention, so I'm probably never going to come back to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, that has my attention, for instance, which is in the same genre, but obviously completely different. It's super hot. Super hot. Super I knew hot. you were going to say hot. that. Let's talk about I super hot. I love super hot. Me too. Yep, and finally we can talk about it because the review embargo is up and uh, hey. Nika flees the scene of crime here. She's gone. Yeah. Gone forever. Yeah, so um, I, I mean, I've already spoken a little bit about it, so I'm going to throw it out to you guys. Talk to me about super hot. Super Hot uh, is a game that, for if you go watch my video for the briefest of moments, I thought I was a boss at until <laughs> I get to until you get to the one scene with the ah <laughs> nice <laughs> until you get to the one scene with the elevator. I want those like, things. Like the ele I'm not. I don't even like. I, it's hard to talk about a game that is. It's definitely a game that has built-in spoilers. Like yeah. there's only so many things to talk about, but avoiding the story. The scene when you're in the elevator with the guys and you have to live through them shooting you in the head immediately. Like, when I hit that moment from there, it was, like, all downhill. Just, it took me, like, five tries to do anything. I was like, Really? I, I nailed that scene, I think, in three tries. I, I nope. got the concept pretty much immediately and then was able I, to just work from scene, there. I was, because I, up until that point, however many levels there are, like, uh, uh, I had it down, like, the whole, like, slow move dodge do all the stuff like kill guys i had it figured out and that one is the exact opposite like, they you threw you a complete curveball on that and i was convinced that that it was like teaching me like I, I thought it was more like a like the witness kind of deal where each level taught you more and more and more how to play and that was right. like no nah, bitch it's the exact opposite of everything you've learned and i was like <laughs> 
it, until I figured that out, I was like, son of a... All right. I love that it did that because I think yeah. the campaign would have been a bit more played out if they hadn't screwed with your expectations. You know, they built you up in one direction and then they threw you for a loop with the other, which was exactly the way you should design so a campaign like that. For me. I was I like, it. Funny, how do I even do that? this? Like, both, both ways are commendable. When you're getting someone into a gaming experience, there's so many ways to fail. But then you bring up two different games, which do it completely differently. One, which is the incredibly slow tutorial, like onboarding process that gets you ready for the rest of the game, and the other one that says, "Yeah, that thing you learned, fuck you, do it yeah. this way instead." Yeah. And like both of those things have to be so precise and so special in order to get that mention. And so it's really fascinating to see that that they actually pulled that one off. Yeah, so I don't. Without- there's necessarily a right way to go about it, and it really depends on the thing. Is I think who's super hot is a game about subverting expectations. A lot of the plot mm-hmm. is yes. about surprising you in that regard. So I. Think think for it works for super hot it doesn't work for every game mm. yeah it's it i think the thing that i i both love and hate is the inclusion of the plot i think the story with i'm not even gonna get into it so don't no, even, no, no, no. no don't spoil it but i think the story adds something awesome to the game but at the same time it's like i am so burnt out on meta that it's literally killing really? me like well, i just it's your fault for playing pony island really no well the thing is it's like every time someone suggests a game to me i'm like that's cool but now it's like after pony island there was calendula there's all these games that come out and they're all meta as shit they're all like like, hey we're a video game did you know did you know we're a video game we know we're a video game but do you know that we know that you're a video game you're actually are you in the game or are you playing the game that you're in it's like oh my god (laughs) <laughs> yes, I'm so burnt out on it. I'm just like, I can't handle it we anymore. Did get, it, it, it really is like the whole three buses come at once uh, paradigm, yes. isn't it? Like, it's like yes. they all showed up at once. It's the White House down Olympus has fallen syndrome, you know. Now London has fallen. Spoiler, London's Apparently gone. it has. Uh, as usual, it's like, ha ha, you guys let out guns, you fuck. It's like, no, I mean, <laughs> we're usually relatively I mean, good at this the kind of thing, but... Um, with Superhot, I, I do think that the way that it starts off... Um, with establishing that there is like something going on, uh, I I think adds like a a weird layer to playing it at the beginning. When you start playing it, you're like, this is weird because Mm -hmm. you've established this thing. And now I'm doing like kind of the tutorial section and it feels off, right? Like the whole thing feels like, well, super hot is a game within a game. Yeah. Yeah, From the minute it requires you to type and no matter what you type, it's stuff on the screen. And you're like, oh, I guess that's just part of the the thing. And then later on, it like addresses that fact. Yes. Yeah. I think it's like, I think that stuff's cool. I like because it's weird, and you acknowledge it's weird, but you get over it really quick because you're like, I guess it's just part of the story, so whatever. But it's also a thing that's just like, there's oh my god, there's so much in this game. There's just mm-hmm. too much happening. You're just like, it's it's a great game though. I can't yeah. even complain about the gameplay. I think it's phenomenal. Cutting guys in half with a samurai sword with a katana is legit (laughs) then you can then you can chuck it at them and they explode it it feels so good i mean i like uh, i like throwing an empty gun at a bullet to knock it out of the air and then punching the guy in the face stealing his gun and then shooting him in the in the nose like yeah you can do that it's uh, for me like the plot doesn't even matter like focusing on the gameplay it's just sublime it's totally sublime the best thing you can do is a guy any guy with a gun you chuck either a pull cue or like a glass, uh, a, yeah. a glass or like anything at them. It hits them, and as it hits them, they go, and their gun flies in the air, and then you just pick and it up like, out of the air and you the, shoot him in the face. It is the most legit. You feel like a badass. No the coolest like, moment, the I second, think. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, the second that I realized that uh, when 
you know, they're they're running back through the scene and it's like super hot, super. The second I realized that I could take away the super hot and just watch the scene and be like, God, I'm a fucking badass. Like, yeah. I definitely thought that could have been done a little better. I, I, I found the animations kind of stilted at full speed. I was hoping for a little bit more, but yeah. it, it, it's still a little bit fun to watch. The, the, my crowning moment in that game, which actually is part of the video that I did on it, was a guy shoots at me through a pane of glass. He's too close to the glass. The glass explodes in his face and he goes, ah, and I run up to him as he's doing that, grab his gun and shoot him. Uh, it's like, <laughs> that is not something I see in video games very often. Yeah, and yeah. I love the fact that that game has a huge, huge amount of different scenarios and modifiers and mutators, essentially different kinds of challenges to play. You want to play the game in a specific kind of way? The game probably has a mode for that because it took into account, look, the campaign's very short you are going to want to play more super hot. So we're going to give you like 30, 40 ways to play super hot. Yeah. Because our game is mechanically focused and we think our mechanic is good enough to hold up in that scenario. And they're totally right. It is. And it does. Oh yeah. Uh, That's what to me makes it worth the money. That's why I think like anyone doubting the $25 value proposition, just like, did you not see how many challenge modes that game has? Like that's the meat of the game right there. Totally. Yeah. And I have to address one thing. People are asking where I got the stickers. I don't remember. I think. Oh I think shit! I was, it's a meta within a meta. Oh no! I was an I think, or like something, and they were just like, "Want a whole bunch of super hot stickers?" And I was like, "Yeah!" And so I have oh, these sure. super hot stickers that have been in my luggage for like I don't believe so you. long. I don't even remember like when I got. I them believe they out. were they were sent to you in the mail after you accessed a strange terminal at some point. <laughs> it, was, it feels that way. I think you are. Been, like, I think a the, woman. You are the video game. Me, so it's like extra mystery, but I think also on the you. Don't turn around and look out your window. You might be freaked out by what you see. Just yeah. don't do it. Just stay where you're at right you now. Oh, the stickers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Superhot's awesome, and obviously, you know, people should have a look at it. The prototype's still available to play. If you if you have any more doubts about the mechanics, the prototype shows most of the mechanics, and I was I was enthralled Super. by it. I still go back for just a ten or twenty minute session of it. It's like cause I know I'll get satisfaction right. out of it. And maybe yeah, I'll beat my high fun. score. So that, that's a game. I like to have a game like that that you can just drop into every now and again and have a good time for 10, 20 minutes. So super hot. Yeah. Like, those are it's, just the ones that I play all the time, actually. Totally, yeah. It's not so much a comfort game. My comfort game right now is still Marvel Heroes. I, I may have a problem, guys. Yeah, <laughs> uh, really? I have seven yeah. level 60s so oh far. Oh, my God. I am going nuts on... I, I found the most efficient way to power level and... I actually managed um, my my record for power leveling one to sixty now. Marvel Heroes was seventy minutes yesterday. I did Storm from one to sixty during uh, what they call Midtown Madness Mondays, which is they oh god they just do they let you have so much stuff. You go you go to the Midtown Patrol area, which is a giant town where superheroes keep attacking. I wouldn't want to live there in a million years. There's villains everywhere. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and I, but every time there. you. No, just just leave. Like, every civilian that's on the street, you can say, oh, you should rescue him because there's probably a sentinel hiding around the corner. And there is. <laughs> and, you know, there and always it's like, is. It's like you talk to the mutant, uh, you, you know you talk to a mutant civilian, there's going to be a sentinel come down from the sky and try and murder you. You know, that, that happens. That racist? What if they're trying to leave and they cannot? They need you. They need 
that's you just the, save them. Well, You're that, just trying to walk their dog. I mean, that, that's the entire point, right? You know, it's the, that's uh, what a lot of X-Men was about, you know, the, the, the whole plot. And it's actually integrated into the game quite nicely. But during Midtown Madness Mondays, every boss drops a chest. And that chest usually has items in it and a big XP orb. And this oh. weekend, it was the, uh, the, leap, the Leap Day weekend. So they had 229% bonus experience. Damn. So you combine that with some boosts. And with the chests, and you're getting like 2 million experience out of every chest, so you level so quick. And I figured this optimal route out, and I leveled Storm up in 70 minutes, and Storm is super fun to play. It's, uh, she's, she just like, it's obviously like lightning, tornadoes, AoE, everything fucking explodes. She's awesome. She makes, she has really awesome quotes and great voice acting. So she's an absolute badass. She's like a top tier character in that game, so... I've been playing a ton of Marvel Heroes, and that's my comfort game. Like, I'll just sit down, like, which character do I want to level up today? And just pick a Marvel hero that I like the idea of. I did Squirrel Girl on stream. That took me like four hours. Oh, no. Yep, I beat Doctor Doom and it referenced it. And it's like, yeah, I've beaten you again. So, yep, <laughs> Squirrel Girl. <laughs> Weirdly enough, they reference uh, very well in the game mechanics. Uh, the, uh, those of you who don't know, and I didn't know much about Squirrel Girl before this. She has a bit of a reputation for beating impossible bosses. Right. Somehow. Like, really? Yeah, she was originally known, obviously as a joke character. But then they let her beat Doctor Doom. Like, just straight up. And at the time, Doctor Doom was obviously, like, top-tier villain. No one could beat Doctor Doom. She beats him with squirrels. And she's like, damn these confounding rodents. Like, there's, there's some really good uh, <laughs> stuff about it. She actually beat Thanos, apparently, at some point. Not exactly sure how she managed that. So they referenced that in the game by having, by having her special power be that she, get, uh, she gives plus bonus damage against bosses. And I, I love oh, that, that little great. reference, you know? That's awesome. So she's got, her skills are like, they're called fighty, I think. Squirrels and more squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, I love it. God damn I, it, squirrel girl. Yep. She, MVP, I love you. Her ultimate is literally just a thousand squirrels. She just throws a thousand squirrels and there's giant acorns that come down from the sky and start spewing more acorns. <laughs> She has uh, gamma irradiated squirrels. She also has special forces assault squirrels that can be summoned that actually give a buff to those around you. Inspiring. She has Hulkbuster squirrels in Hulkbuster armor. I love it's it. too funny. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She it's beat up Wolverine at one point. Look, she she did. Yeah. Invincible. She's stone cold. She, she's awesome. She's a badass. Yeah. Probably yeah, she yeah. beat Galactus squirrels. through boredom. Galactus just left because he couldn't be bothered. <laughs> Uh, I, I didn't I didn't know about Squirrel Girl much until I started playing it, then I started looking up all the stuff, and now she's like a hilarious character to me that I love, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, as I said, that game's a lot of fun, and it's free to play, and it's worth a try, and you should probably try it. It's they, I think the Green Goblin is the next hero, so or villain, I suppose. I'm looking forward to playing him. He's probably going to be really Green fun. Green Goblin? Yeah, Green Goblin. Totally. You should be able to play Galactus, but to scale. So... <laughs> You, you log into the game, you poke the earth, the earth explodes, and you hit level 60. Done. Like, <laughs> Done. Over. And then Silver Surfer shows up. It's like, what the fuck, man? Like, what do you, <laughs> well, why do you have to keep doing time. this? Come on, man. Or, or the best pairing, Deadpool and Galactus. Best pairing NA ever. Where Deadpool becomes a Silver Surfer? Look that shit up. It is amazing. Deadpool was my first character in that game, and he's exactly what I hoped he would be. He just breaks the meta all the fucking time. His ultimate power is server latency, and I'm actually not kidding. <laughs> it's too good. It's way no. too good. I love it. Uh, Nick, what have you been playing this week? What's been going on? Um, you know, I've, I've been playing a lot of... Um, you talked about comfort games, and that's exactly what I've been doing for the past... Um, 
uh, like month or so, I would even say, um, playing a lot of Overwatch. It's incredibly fun. It's really, really comforting Every to me. Every single show. It is great. Um, yeah. Uh, something you guys might not know about. There's a game called Sky Saga. Are you nope. familiar? Let's hear about okay. it. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to have to explain this. It's in Alpha uh, 7 right now. Um, okay. It's a uh, Minecraft alike. Right. And it brings okay. this up a lot. Um, so it's it's a it's a building type game, um, but you but it's an MMO. So groups. It has one of the most beautiful art styles I've ever seen. Um, some of the cutest little animals and what. Uh, you actually uh, join the game as this adorable little character. Um, a lizard, a cat, a monkey, a dude. Oh my god, it's basically what Cube World was going to be. World, yeah. Oh, it's so good! Uh, and yeah. and there's, there's a whole bunch of other ones like that, but then I signed up for this one because I was like, this one looks surprisingly good. Um, it is that frog. so much fun. The frogs frogs are so cute. Pigs. Pigs are adorable. Um, like, <laughs> Does this give you aesthetically a bit of a mix of Cube World and Crossy Road vibe? Because that's what I'm getting. Is that a Baneling? Is there a fucking Baneling in this game? That was a Baneling. Know. I'm skipping back in the trailer. That was a fucking Baneling. All right, so that's the frog. The frog's awesome. We acknowledge and, and the frog's presence. Where's the Baneling? Where's the Baneling? I know there's a fucking Baneling. There it is. That is a fucking Baneling. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, you're right. I never put that together before, but I've definitely attacked that guy. Okay, I was, okay. <laughs> I was thinking this about it. I was great. Like, it's not this really, but it's sort of is. Um, it's it's a it's a great game. You can sign up um, right now. There sometimes they let people in, um, but it's a little. It's like a slow trickle. Okay, um, so you can't buy in yet, or no. Right. Um, but you can. You guys can get in with someone else if you know someone else who has it. They get signed <laughs> up immediately. Um, they do a lot of server wipes, but again, it's mm. it's a Minecraft style game, um, but with. Uh, I would say instance dungeons in a way. Okay. So you collect um, collect resources, materials, then uh, collect resources. What are you guys doing? What is happening? We're trying to make ourselves see yeah. the signaling. To you so that the you'll signaling. be our friend who gets us you, in the game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I'm happy to give. Yeah. By Apparently, all means. we just crashed the website. We apologize to the developers well, of Sky know, Saga. This happens every time. Me and I was like, God damn it. You know. Okay, I'm sorry. Here's a question. Well, so, so uh, you you describe it a lot as Minecraft, but I'm getting much more Cube World, much more Trove from this. I, I guess it feels why. Like, oh, you haven't played those I games. Not Trove, but yeah. I, it, it is more Trove-like because okay. everyone needed like the the Minecraft style MMO, um, and that's the one that everyone knows how to like. Everyone has played, but the other one is um, uh, like. These other ones, I think, are trying to be what I think Sky Saga is. Um, yes. It's it's resource management. You're, you're not resource management, but uh, collecting resources, uh, getting into little dungeons. So you're attacking a lot of stuff. You're, you're uh, you can mine out the worlds. They're all uh, procedurally generated. Right. So you jump into a dungeon. It, it's all set up different. You mine the hell out of it. You can like you destroy this place. Pretty much leave it burning. And then you go and, and you use the new keystone and you get into a new one. So you don't have to worry about like destroying the world and, and having like your quarry unless you really want it that way. Um, you have home islands that, that don't have any of those things on them. So you're not going to be worried about zombies attacking you um, on your home island. So you can just build. So it's got the pure building aspect of it, the pure dungeoneering aspect of it, um, and, and the, the, I guess, pillaging the environment aspect of it as well, um, but, but freely. And then there's uh, interesting interactive ones the the team who's working on it is a british company they are so they're, they're wonderful to interact with i've um I, I tweet about them and tweet with them a lot and they're really really cool people who really really like the game that they're making and i mean it's alpha 7 right now 
So um, everyone has kind of an, an, a, a good, they, they really try to interact with the people as they're playing and, and make it a lot more uh, based upon what, what the people want. And my favorite thing about it is that what you don't see in a lot of alpha games, when you say something like alpha, especially in an MMO, you're thinking a game that barely runs. They did it the exact opposite, and they're doing it the, the way that feels good to play. That say they have a very, very minimal game, and now they're just adding on extra things to that. So the game itself, as I started in alpha three or four, I think maybe three, um, and it was amazing. Like it played so well. It was it was very simplistic, but I still really enjoyed playing it. Um, it was gorgeous. It, it it and like it's only getting better from there because the foundation of the game, the everything worked so well. So you're not you don't have the buggy. They're not trying too much at 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 the same time. Um, but you're getting a, a real evolving MMO experience that is playable all the way through, no matter what. Um, so there is some buggy stuff, but it's not it's not what you would expect from an alpha or even a beta. Um, it's just it's fabulous. I, I can't stop talking about how great it is because I just get in there and like I hang out with like pigs. Uh, you can have fennec foxes. There's little archery foxes and fennec foxes. So if you start off and you have like a desert little biome, like your your little island, you, you just hang out with foxes all day. That's Cute all I want in my life. That's They're literally so all I want. <laughs> I think I tried to screenshot some for you before because I was just like, oh my god, don't you lose her shit like it's just so flipping cute um people would come by and and see my little island just be like you have foxes this is bullshit and i was like eh. <laughs> you can push sheep off cliffs i mean it's like it's really really fun it's really um a masterful kind of game and i'm, I'm happy to have my code and, and get you guys in so you can proliferate as well um because yeah. they're looking for people to do videos and and get the word out as I well imagine, yeah 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 uh, and, and and it's great. Like I've I don't do a lot of videos, so I'm not as as good uh, as at spreading the word. Um, but meh. meh. Uh, <laughs> I, I've got to ask you a question. So uh, gameplay wise, interestingly enough, Minecraft just released a combat update. The one thing I've always had a big problem with with Minecraft is that the combat is fucking terrible. It, incredibly basic. What I'm looking at on this is like much higher quality animation assets. It looks like there's a variety of different attacks. You know, how does the combat work in this game? No, it's pretty much the same. Um, oh, okay. It's, uh, from what I've seen, it definitely of it, looks better. Um, and I haven't, I haven't played seven yet, so I'm not sure. Uh, but you have a combat system, dun, 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 and it depends on like what kind of weapon you're using. If it's a big hammer, you go in for like longer Slow. combos, yeah. etc. Um, uh, two two daggers, it's pretty fast. There's a shield. Any activatable um, skills or? Mm, trying to think, and I don't think so. Okay. So it's it's again, it's very simplistic. Um, but that could be something that they, they build out on in the same way, right? Like, I, I played it when, hey, look, you can attack a thing, and it dies. Great job! Like, A-plus game, you know? Right. Like, it does work. So maybe from there they're going to make it a little more complex. Or I would imagine so, because that sounds like it's a bit behind Cube World, because I'm pretty sure Cube World had, like, special skills and things Abilities that you could use. Stuff, yeah. yeah, and Cube yeah, World is me, like, way behind. That, that doesn't interest me as much, you know? Like, um, for, for that, for me, um, I wouldn't be as, as intrigued with it. Right now, you I think they're So you actually think that would be a negative if they added more of that? I would consider it a negative, but um, I don't like games... I like exploring and building and playing games. Mm -hmm. Um a lot more than I like uh, having to attack something. Right. That was the one thing about Sky Saga that got a little bit tiresome for me, um, okay. where at the end, they have they have these different uh, specializations, I guess, like different le levels. One of them is adventure, um, so you go to the different, you know, go into the dungeons and, and kill the stuff. Um, but I never really got super good at that. And maybe it's because the combat system was so limited, but also particularly, I didn't want to have to uh, go into a... Um, go into a, the little dungeon areas 
and have to kill something to get something out of it for me. Like okay. I can, I can do all the resources, but I don't want to have to go down and kill the boss at the end. So you it's think there should a, be an alternative yeah. to that because you know the building system and the sort of more passive uh, systems are more interesting to you, the more creative aspects of the game. You can do that definitely without finishing the level. You can just exit the level as far okay. as that's concerned. So I think that it's still more or less an optional thing. Right. I think it would get better because uh, they are putting a lot of focus on the combat. Again, like when you jump into the dungeon, it's pretty much here. here is what you have to do. Now attack the shit out of stuff. Okay. Um, get to the end and, and you get special bonuses if you reach the end, etc. Okay. Um, so and, and uh, other people drop in to your game. So then you can team up and, and kill the stuff too uh, at random as well. Um, so that's... I think that they would be focusing more on that, and I think it would be a much more uh, comfortable experience for me if they did, but I don't want them to go too far to it. For instance, I, I want to be able to have the flexibility to play the game like, you know, a freaking Care Bear if I want to, um, rather than make sure that in order to see more of the game or to get further within it um, that I have to be attacking things. This is what happens in a lot of narrative games that I like. Like, I want to play a game, but I don't, I'm not very good at shooting things in the head. And sometimes it really requires you to shoot things in the head. So sure. I have to play it with a partner and just be like, okay, take it. Just, just shoot <laughs> things for me. Shoot stuff. Yeah. Well, like, combat is the most common form of interaction within a video game because it's the easiest to quantify. You know, and, having, and, having an actual interaction with a character is difficult. You know, the de development of dialogue systems and all that sort of thing. Shooting somebody in the head is a very simple zero and one kind of interaction, which is why so many games are focused on combat. But... I can imagine that that gets, for some people, quite tiresome. I don't get bored of shooting things in the head, but I imagine a lot of people do, and it would I be like, cool to have other ways. I like games that, that are primarily shooting things in the head. Again, I love playing Overwatch. I think it's like, I, I, I get super pumped about it. I love, um, I love games where if I want to shoot things, this is my, is my, this is my shooting things game. But I don't like ones where they're, uh, they're, they're content keeping. They're uh, where... Yes, the gating. Sorry, that's it. Um, the, the gating stuff that, that has to happen, where I have to be uh, attacking or killing things throughout this entire level to get the next piece of, of stuff. I think everything should have an easy mode. I want Bloodborne easy mode because Bloodborne is one of the most fascinating worlds to run around in and still be scared in and, and to like see what kind of lore is there. But I'll never be able to play that thing. Like, I, just, <laughs> I, I am not... And, and, uh, Dodger, you're playing uh, Dark Souls, I see. I have yet uh, yeah. to You know, to I, I kind of relate to you on this because this is actually how I treat Dark Souls. You know, I beat Demon Souls so on far. PS3, yeah. and I keep bringing this up because I feel like it um, really quantifies me as a man, you know, that I beat Demon Souls. You know, I've, right. I, I feel that like I have not been emasculated by that video game, but I was emasculated <laughs> by Dark Souls and Dark Souls 2. So I watch a shitload of Dark Souls because I love the world and the lore behind it. I find... I love really dark, bleak shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And Dark Souls is that. And it's so mysterious. And there's t plenty of d different interpretations of the lore. And I found that all those theories surrounding that game to be intriguing. But I am so shit at the game that, you know... It, you know, it I can't play it. I can't finish the game. I have to watch someone else play it to do yeah, it. Yeah, you know, and so weirdly enough... In the case of many games, maybe not Souls, because the difficulty of Souls is so intrinsically tied to the soul of the game. <laughs> but outside of that, a lot of games, I have no problem with there being either an easy or what I call a narrative or story mode to a game. Love it. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. I was like, I, have I no don't problem want to kill, with this. like, I, I, I don't want to prevent other people from having their Bloodborne moment. Exactly. Um, you know, like, it's such a hard game. If and I, I want to play on hard, I can, you know? But I also want to make sure that there's like a, a minus step where if, if like one of the scary like 
evil demon hounds comes after me, I can pat it on the head a little bit and then go about my fucking business. Like, <laughs> I, I want the easiest, saddest little mode for people like me who really just want to write fan fiction. Like, right. <laughs> to, to, so that, like, the little, the, the little guys that pop up and sometimes they have top hats and, like, the, the leave little notes for people... I want to talk about them. I want to see this entire thing. Um, and I don't want it to have to be for what is considered to me a two-person game where someone else is playing it and totally. I have to sit there and, and pretend that I know what's going on and watch them play right. the entirety. You, you know, the, cool the, the irony of it was that it was a game that tried this and got called sexist as fuck for it, which was um, Borderlands 2. There was a character that people described as girlfriend mode. Yes, if you're but that's correctly. Like, they actually called it that. I think they, they did. called it that themselves. That's kind of crappy. It <laughs> is a bit crappy, but the weird thing is that you just justified that very thing. I, I think it's sexist to call it girlfriend mode, but it is exactly. the stereotype is not completely unfounded. That on average, yeah, sure. probably because uh, you know a lot of girls weren't brought up with hardcore gaming and weren't encouraged to hardcore game. And actually, there's a bit of science behind it. Uh, my wife keeps saying this. She has problems with uh, three-dimensional perce- perception in certain games. So she's terrible at, the, at like first-person shooters and things like that. And apparently, there's some science that some females actually have this issue. And as a result, they, you know, they put this mode in where the character's a little bit easier. And I'm also going to say this. I think that Overwatch's design is deliberately oh, made in such a way... I was just going to say that. There are characters... There are, this is an FPS with characters for people that don't usually play multiplayer FPS well. This is very I, true. But so I, did TF2 back in the day. You can see that's like, a true. lot of... Uh, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. TF2 it's has awesome. that too. Uh, skill yeah. ceilings. So the skill, like... The skill you, floor you start off on pyro. is... Yeah. 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 You start off on Pyro. Everyone can kill stuff on Pyro. But then Pyro skill ceiling, like if you're really good at Pyro, it's insanity, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So, it's it's about having a high skill ceiling despite the uh despite like being a, a you know a, a pub stomper. Yes, it's... yeah, totally. And you can access it at that level, you know, and there yeah. are characters in Overwatch that allow you to access that level. And you know, weirdly enough, again this is entirely anecdotal, I have never seen a multiplayer FPS that has excited so many of my female colleagues and peers than Overwatch. It's been the one couple cool ideas for that number one is that the character design of it is really cool you're actually seeing a lot of very which shouldn't be this way but like man zarya how cool is she and then you're seeing um like you're seeing a lot of characters that you wouldn't see in a lot of games um i'm looking at other things like battleborn battleborn is i believe a similar concept and i love the design uh, and it's very beautiful and unique but you're also seeing the kind of same body types you're seeing big muscly guy you're seeing like very small trim you know sexy ladies yep. i love sexy ladies i want to play that game i think it's a beautifully setting up thing but have but other things I, too right I, yes i love having the option of wearing a bikini but i don't always want to wear a bikini sometimes but, i want to wear a robe or full armor or whatever you know yeah, and it's I, the full the full aspect of it and so the first time i, I jumped into overwatch well the first time I was at blizzcon uh, but i had had at the alpha and i i, I clicked on it and the first thing that i see is zarya there and i'm just like <sighs> i just went moon-eyed for like a good 40 oh, seconds totally. just going is this what this game is and that's exactly that- what, the, what they want to do and i think it's a, a response to the rest of the games that they've had um where they they do especially um in heroes of the storm very sexy women and totally. uh you know the skins and there was some some stuff around that um i think that they want to address that in in a very specific way um, and I think that they've done a good job of it. And I know that people say it's, oh, blah, blah, blah. It sounds like it's pandering. Maybe true. Um, well, but it's, it's, I'll take some pandering now and then. Is, yeah, isn't, like- <laughs> isn't, isn't it less pandering and more giving choice to the player? That sounds uh, pro-consumer to me, right? 
Yeah, you, you want to attract more demographics to your game without compromising the core gameplay. That's the really important part of it, because you can have any character you like. You know, is the gameplay good? Cool. Is the design of the character cool? Yes. Then you put in whatever the hell you want. And the more uh, variety that you put in, because, you know, I like, I like the term variety over diversity, because I think, uh, I you know, diversity, uh, it's loaded. Uh, it's misused by a lot of people, and that's a shame. Variety... Uh, nobody's going to complain about variety, right? You know, I'll tell you one thing about Zarya. Yeah. You might say, yeah, she's a you know, cool, unique body type, but did she have to be Russian? Like, I feel like that in itself <laughs> is kind of stereoty- stereotypical. Um, yeah. I don't mind it, because I'm, cool uh, I'm cool with Russian bodybuilding badass as a, as a character. It's just almost a shame that she wasn't Italian. It's a cliche, yeah. Or it's a, it's a little... Spanish, you know. Mm-hmm. You're expecting a brutish woman from, oh, you know, like that kind of thing. It's it, it, it's it's a little bit of a trope. Uh, but but, but let's be honest, tropes exist for a reason because, I mean, you're a writer. You know how hard it is to write without tropes. There's a reason why tropes exist because they work, you know? Yes. I have an entire video about that, actually. I was like, yeah. tropes, a trope, not a bad thing. You trope, a trope may very well have a negative connotation these days because of certain people, but tropes are not well, inherently trope negative. Versus, trope versus cliche as well. So yeah, here's true. the other of it is that a, a trope is something that is shown time and time again to work. Um, a cliche is when um, you don't think past why those things work and you mm. use it without thought. That's and, right. um, and that's when you get into a lot of uh, problematic ideas of that. So like starting off a, a story with it was a dark and stormy night, uh, as long as you're doing something different with it, as long as you're really thinking about why, why you are doing that, uh, that's fantastic. It can work really, really well. I, again, I have a video about that, which I think explains it a lot better than, than this. Um, but, but Overwatch does have that. And, and another thing which you, which you brought up was um, why, it's, why a lot of uh, – uh, women like it as well, and it's because it feels like old school TF2 to me. It, it, yeah. it is a game that even if you don't play first person shooters, you can jump into it. You can and get I think something out Blizzard, of it, yeah. Yeah, Blizzard um, brings, or uh, yeah, it is first person. Um, Blizzard does this well with almost every kind of game. You you didn't have to be good um, to to play. Wow, you've never had to play an MMO. And the thing that Blizzard does is that they take an idea, they polish it, and then they sort of make it for everybody. They Disneyland it a little bit, you know? Like, they put, they put some fancy stuff on there, but you can play it with your kid. Uh, not, a, not to choice should, but whether you've never played it before or anything, it is inviting to the player. And it's visually... That's a great word. Uh, visually, um, play-wise... And uh, oftentimes with the community, they have to build it very, very carefully to make it so that uh, people don't hurt each other in that. Because you don't want to... I'm not going to play CSGO. I know that I'm not. I just can't do it. Because even if even if I played it consistently and got decent, I still wouldn't be as good and I would still feel like that's a, like a mark against me. Um, that's, it's I a very team-based game where you feel like Fine. you're letting the team down. Like Dota and LoL are totally like that as well. Because it, exactly. it's built in the mechanics, you know? And I've talked actually about the idea of uh, toxicity. Again, an overused kind of cliche word these days, but it used to be a, a word that had a very specific meaning. I talked about the idea that that game mechanically generates consist- uh, toxicity. Because... Oh, yeah. As a player, your failure it drags the entire team down and helps the other team. And in doing that, that creates a culture of blame. And it also creates a culture of deflection because you don't want to think that you're that guy, the guy that's dragging the team down. And it can also scare the shit out of people. You know, it really, really can. And people are like, oh, I don't want to queue because, I mean, you know, what if I have a bad game, you know, and I'm going to get shit on yeah. for 40 minutes by the other people. And, you know, a lot of people don't like that idea. So if you can try and avoid that in some way, which, you know, they have taken steps in Overwatch to avoid that by not showing 
for instance, had kill-to-death ratio for everybody else. I loved that. I, I, I was almost, like, sad about that, that I couldn't see my, my personal kill-death ratio. You actually can I now. Want to. You can now. Oh, good! Good! That's been... I've been gone for a week. Um, <laughs> I was drinking in Vegas. I'm going to get back. Everything's different. Um, but uh, I, I love that, that feeling. It's that they took away... And, and I think same thing with, uh, with TF2, is that they took away a lot of the, um, the frustrating aspects of it. They took away the competitive anger that you feel, you know, it's not like counter terrorists win, you know, like you're, you're really, really into that because it, it feels like a heavy game. This one, the characters are interacting. It's, it's a bubbly look about it. Um, and in team fortress, uh, it's, it's humorous. They, they diffuse yeah. by use of humor and, uh, you know, it's funny. The characters themselves are quirky when, when they, uh, they, they're very sassy kind of game. This one is a, a kind of light, almost whimsical style of that game. And, uh, that, that attributes a lot to it feeling like I died. Okay, I'll come back. That's all you know? right. Okay, yeah. it, it, would, it's not. It does not punishing. Yeah, because I would say that like uh, talking about why girls wouldn't want to play some sorts of games. For me, at least, I've never had a problem with like. 3D space or anything like that. That's never been an issue for me. I've always been good with that sort of thing. My problem is that I very easily feel guilty about letting down a team. Sure. Um, so any sort of a game where I was expected to be part of a group, like doing something, if I didn't do well, I didn't like the feeling I had at the end of the game. It wasn't, I, I wasn't able to fill myself with this competitive feeling of like, yes, I'm going to go and like, do that again and do better next time. I was more filled with this sense of like, wow, I let a bunch of people down just then. And then I didn't, I didn't want to play anymore. And I think Overwatch does create a situation where there's a lot of varieties of characters and classes. So you can find somebody that you can be good with or can learn easily. Um, and yeah, also it has, it has this sort of nature where it doesn't feel like even, even in chat when people are like, get out of here, you dumb fag. It's just like, well, you're angry, but I'm having fun. <laughs> like people Here's, in chat are yeah. always going to be like shitty. There's but always the going to be somebody. Sort of yeah. Cultivate yeah. something different. Yeah. Like yeah. Here's, here's another funny thing that's about um, that's about Overwatch. Number one, it's a beta community, so right now we don't actually know what it's going to be like. No, People are don't. a lot happier and nicer in beta. People are uh, very, very nice on chat, I found. Like, I have not yeah. run it. Uh, we are the people who aren't. What game so, are you guys playing? No, what, are you playing? Hey, <laughs> what I, you playing? Hey, hey, all I'm saying is my, my solo experience for Overwatch has been way different from yours because I actually like oh. playing solo Overwatch and I get super well, competitive when I'm with you guys and then people get mad at me for it. No, but that's there's a huge difference between having fun at the game <laughs> and what people type in chat. Like, yeah. the the other day, I don't know if you were in the game yet, Dodger, but I know Sam and I were playing where, where the guy who was playing Reaper against us started shit-talking us and he won. Like, he won and he was shit-talking. So we were like, So he's a bad winner. Yeah, yeah we're like, yeah. what are you doing? And he's like, you Some thought people you were like so that. good. You thought you had it done, but I beat you. We're like, all right, then. <laughs> it's weird, because I, right. I have not run into much of that even in text chat. For the most part, uh, people are actually, like, they're kind of uh, blasé about the whole thing. And they're actually totally fine with losing. Like, we'll, we'll all mo collectively mock whatever play of the game was and say that it was terrible. And oh, it's God. like, especially when Torbjorn gets it, Torbjorn. we'll be like, what a great play. And, he's like, not even looking. He's hitting something over here. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, maybe it is because of that closed community. And I've probably just been lucky with who I've run into. I, I've, had and, no, and I think so. I've actually had a pleasant chat experience mostly. Do you play late at night? That's another I thing. That do. I do. 
I play super late at night. Late at night um, really, really helps. People are way more chill. Yes. Um, I played during the day once. It was like a Friday or Early something. Early morning like is this. also good. There is actually legit yeah. science behind that. Like, you know, playing no, at certain cool. times will change the way the community acts. Basically, basically what we're saying is the when kids get out of school hours is when somehow all the assholes show up. <laughs> yeah, is what we're saying. It's a, that's it's really what we're saying. <laughs> Jesse, correlation does not equal causation. Just be careful about that. <laughs> in, this case it, in this case, it does. It, it we can. all know that's what I'm saying. Sure. And, and, and here's another thing that's also really fascinating is that what happened with TF2 is, um, and, and I, I do constantly bring this up in terms of Overwatch because I played a shitload of, of Team Fortress. Like, I was really, really into it. And about the time when it went free is about the time when everyone, like, when the the cuteness, the fun, the the whimsy of the players, the players stopped having a good time and treated it like a uh, like a very competitive hard game. And, um, and I noticed this, it was very strongly. Uh, if you pay for a game at all, if you pay even $2, it was $2.50 to play your game, you are somehow invested, even just a little yes. bit. And that changes your experience with the game. Now keeping Overwatch's price point at $40 for or 35 or $40 for the the set game, that is also going to keep out a lot of the people who don't care, who are who don't care if they get banned from it because they can either just make a new account or um or you know, like they're they feel invested in some way. They're going to want to. And so it, it actually brings down a, a layer of that, or at least opens up a layer of uh, wanting to actually contribute to the game, as opposed to just being there for shits and giggles. You're um, totally right. Yeah, it's not. It do, I will say that it is not foolproof by any stretch, and it does vary oh, no. from game to game. I mean, CS:GO is still a $15 game, and I know you can get it a lot cheaper than that on sales and through uh, scam websites and stuff like that. And it is definitely one of the most uh, flame baity kind of communities uh you know it's a game that where people are often actively unpleasant because they're hyper competitive and it's still a game where you pay money to get in but it mm-hmm. i i do think you're right though it does it, keep it out some people it ways. helps yes it's a, it's a lot about the game design the way that it's again we we have um if this was for any other game there's still a lot of jerks playing games you have to pay 60 dollars for i mean totally. that's just the way that it is call of duty um, so is the-, the biggest example of that you know <laughs> exactly uh there's going to be jerks everywhere, especially if the game itself is made for a competitive, uh, very, very competitive, very hardcore, heavy Audience. thing. Um, yeah, because aggra- that's where the aggression comes from, you know? That's mm-hmm. that's logical. It's, yeah, so so MOBAs in general, I don't think you're going to find like a really, woohoo, yay, MOBA. Um, those things don't exist. Uh, because the game itself, it, it core... It was called Dawngate. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, I missed that. That Rest was fun. Oh. We're, we're so sad about Dawngate. We're perma-sad about Dawngate. We, we, we were all playing the shitload of Dawngate, and we loved it. And because it had a kind of a small player base, we didn't run into many people like that. Yeah, like, I think, I think Smite has some stuff like that, too, but I'm not... Uh, it depends on which really- mode you play. Like, if you play like Joust, I found that uh, the people are a lot more forgiving. You play uh, full on the, you know, the three lane, five player mode, then people are super competitive and a lot Arena more, lot nastier. Well, because yeah, because it's, it's awesome knots. That's a game where most people are fairly pleasant. Yep. I didn't like playing awesome knots though. Really, like, I love that me. game. I, I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan. What, what did I you dislike it. about it? Um, that I. Maybe it was like partially my fault that I didn't um, I, I didn't get the concept of it. Okay. I jumped in and I felt terrible and I never got anything but terrible. And it, it didn't it didn't feel satisfying in any way. And I thought hmm. it was it was partially my skill, but it was partially that like I I didn't really know what was going on and I felt like I never would. And so I guess it was just uh, the onboarding process for me didn't didn't fly. Um, it didn't feel intuitive. 
And this is coming from a person who had played a lot of those kinds of games. Hmm. Um, you know, like, it, it's, it's very strange. Um, I just remember not having a great experience and then just kind of like, well, I just don't really care. Oh, um, well, people like it. That doesn't bother me at all. Like, people can like what they like. And I don't care. Um, but I'm allowed I, to not I like object. It. <laughs> no, they cannot. <laughs> nope, Let me tell you why this is terrible and it makes you a terrible thing. person for liking it. Close the laptop. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Close line the laptop. <laughs> um, but there's, there's like, uh, there is something about games themselves have to be, it's partially about how the game is built um, and how to get those kind of players, what kind of players and community are you trying to create um, around it? And then the aspect of now, what are the things outside of the game that actually influence that? And paying money is definitely a part of that. Totally. Um, yeah, so it's 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 a little bit of investment plus the game itself. Like I think all of these things are going to come together. Do I think that the community in Overwatch is going to change? Yes, Don't incredibly so. There's always going to be those jerks. There's going to be a lot more. Get ready. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's not going to be nearly as pleasant as it is, and and I'm fully aware of that. You never, but you never know what it's going to be. See, because right now, like uh, with any test, those are going to go completely bonkers. We have no idea what that community is going to be like. And I was actually asked this recently. They're like, okay, so what do you think is, is going to be like the next step? And I'm like, you actually can't really do a lot of community planning until you see what the community actually is. Because right now we see a beta community. You have to wait until day one and then have an entirely open mind and then hit the ground running. See the first thing that you think is possible. Um, have an entire whiteboard full of ideas that happen on that first day. See how they're playing the game, then respond Adapt. from there. But uh, but up until this point, you can't well, create that community. I feel really bad for the people who, who are tasked to do so because mm -hmm. they're, they're kind of shooting in the dark. This is, this is actually one thing I would totally agree with you on. Uh, I think Overwatch the one is thing, community. The only thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, for no, the last two hours, said, you've been talking out your ass. Most but this... of what you said has been shit, <laughs> but this I'll agree with. Yeah, yeah. I really wasn't even paying attention. But most of what you said. <laughs> yes, no, you uh, no, uh, so anyway, um, no, but, but for real, though, uh, with this one point specifically about Overwatch that you just said, I feel like that's absolutely true. Like, this is a community that no one really knows what it's going to be because to Blizzard's benefit and detriment, all the games they released recently have been part of that, like, if you play this game but also play these other games, you unlock this and this and this and this and all this smart stuff. Business. Which, which yeah. is really smart business, but at the same time, uh, I can use Heroes as a perfect example, it brings people who are not in the MOBA world into the MOBA world, and they're like... Horrible at it, but they're like fuck you no, and it brings so it brings all this tension to it that you know uh, like you know people playing card games that aren't good like that <laughs> you blaming the Hearthstone players for ruining your uh, heroes game no no no. I oh, no, no no I'm I'm blaming I'm blaming Warcraft players for playing oh, heroes okay. and ruining my heroes games but like but then when you go into a card game like like Hearthstone it's an entirely different like it's all these different experiences That's one v one and it's. It, yeah, and it's one of those things where we're suddenly like it's it's they're using all the assets they have, creating all these different things that at the same time is awesome and it's cool, it's synergy up the butt, but at the same time it's a lot of like, in order to do a bunch of shit you have to do, like, I don't like Hearthstone, honestly I don't, and in order to get shit I have to play that game sometimes and it drives me crazy <laughs> and I well, don't like really it. Frustrating, yeah. And like. so and and heroes, at least I, you know eventually they'll start like doing shit like that if you play this and this but no doubt i the beta community as it stands i like that you like 
I don't I don't want them to add that. I don't want them they to will. have it connected to I know they will, but I don't want them to connect to every goddamn thing in the world because it's gonna drive me crazy. You don't wanna you don't wanna crazy. bring in people that are not really suited to that style of game that are gonna come and screw it up. That aren't there that honestly aren't there for the they're game. They're not there they're for the there game, they're there for the play. other game. Yeah, they're there to play for a little bit, get whatever free loot or whatever it is after you win twenty and times, and then leave. That doesn't help the community. I think it, it's a it relatively keep valid point. Do you think that's yeah. an order of matchmaking then? Because matchmaking, that's that's a really heavy thing where it's like you shouldn't be with those In new players. In theory, you shouldn't be running into should... them. The question yeah. is, will that be true? You know, I'm also going to make a point against matchmaking. Here's my point against matchmaking. Matchmaking games, particularly games that only have matchmaking, consistently expose you to people who might be colossal pieces of shit. Whereas yeah. games that have community <laughs> servers, as an example, they can build their own smaller player base of people that get along and you can have fun that way. And I miss games that have community servers as an option. Yep. And I think, honestly, TF2 thrived a great deal on the back oh, I of community that. servers. I love that. You can be a regular on a server. You can still be the shittiest person. I was a crappy medic yeah. for, like, a long time. Then we started playing, like, semi-competitively. Um, but, like, it doesn't matter. You, you were there to have fun. And you found a server with other people of that all different skill types who with. had fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was up all the time. And, like, I, I agree with that. I agree with um, – I, I liked uh, Overwatch because – because it was constantly matchmaking. But then I also felt that, like, man, I would have kept playing with this person, this person, this person on my team because we were having the best time. If we yeah, could have stayed together as groups, um, if Which we could have said, oh, do. You know, I, I mean, you can toss them on the friends list and all that kind of thing. But having a server means you could fill the whole server yeah. with people you get along with exactly. instead of just half the team, you know? And so, like, I think that there's, there's a balance there that they can do. Like, I wonder if there's way that if you say oh i like you um here i have a sort of private server thing going on um and if you have enough people that you can actually boot it up populate it. invites whatnot um but i wish that there was a way that you could have personal ones like that um or it'll, something it'll like never oh, happened with battle.net but it's it's uh you know what is thing. annoying is that here's the thing this is a new potential cash cow for them we've got you know a, a while ago there was a lot of controversy because community-written servers used to be the um, standard for most multiplayer games. And then, I think it was EA that did this, because of course it was. They said, you know what? You can't buy servers from third parties anymore. You can only buy them from us. And obviously, it was a way for them to make some money. And people got really pissed about it because they wanted a choice. The problem is right now, most games don't even offer community servers at all. I feel the community in general, the player base, would accept only Blizzard renting you those servers. And Blizzard yeah. could implement a system whereby everyone could contribute through the Battle.net payment system as a group to pay for the server on a monthly basis. So kind of like a kind of guild pay sort of system, yeah. which already works for voice servers and things like that. And I think that people would pay for that. And I think it would be a way for Blizzard to make a lot of money that way. And it would also be a way for them to regulate so they can track the progress. The problem with community-made servers is a lot of companies don't want to do them because they have a progression system in them now. And if you can modify the server to break that system, then you bypass what they view as very important. If you own the servers yourself, you can at least limit it. So you can't say, okay, your server now generates 500% experience and you get like five fucking drops every time. You can't oh, do that. Of course it would be. <laughs> but Blizzard don't want you to do that because of course they're making, they're going to be selling these skins eventually. Yes. You know they yeah. are, you know. And, and we've seen those things in a lot of games. So like you, you go to a certain server and then there's like the hacking server, you know? Yes. Like they, they don't have control over what can show up on those servers. Therefore, all they want is that control. Blizzard, um, so uh, Valve recently cut down on that, by the way, by not allowing you to use custom skins on servers because that's part of the way they, that's most of the way they make money on CSGO. Yeah. So you don't want them bypassing that system. Yeah. 
But I wonder if Blizzard could do something like that. Like if you could host um, a game with your, I mean, if, if you're, Battle.net used to be all about that, in fact. I remember playing um, like Warcraft 3 and like uh, the old Dota maps and whatnot. And going um, into that chat to, room that you went into every day? Yeah, and you, you jumped into there and you started the game and um, and you got people to, to join up as you possibly could. And like, you know, so they, they're no, they're not, um, not you, <laughs> they're used to people creating their own servers or creating their own games within the set server limit. Can they do this also for Overwatch? And then they can control more or less, um, they control it from their side. But also, I mean, back in the day, there wasn't a lot of data going back and forth. So maybe nowadays, right. with as many people are probably going to play Overwatch. So um, surprisingly enough, Overwatch areas. and modern games almost use no bandwidth at all. They actually, in many cases, use less than some of the older titles. And Overwatch is only 6v6. You know, we're not talking about Planet Side here or that's Battlefield true. 4. Yeah. The actual amount of data that's used for Overwatch is tiny. Uh, mm-hmm. You could totally do it. And then it could make a ton of money off it. And some people will complain. It's like, oh, well, you know, why can't we run our own servers? Okay, I get that. But I would take them letting you rent servers over no servers. You know, Or even just not even rental. Just being able to, like, have a... Well, I mean, they have custom games. They do. But I would like something out there where um, you can get that with... Uh, I mean, they have they have Battle.net. You have... Um, you want an element things. of permanence? You want that thing to always yeah. be there? Because custom yeah. game is a very temporary thing. And, and guild-wise, that could also be really fun, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have your guild from WoW or, like, your friend group. Or why don't they have those things inside uh, the Battle.net, uh, uh, I guess... God, <laughs> sorry, I'm losing my mind right now. Uh, why, don't, why don't they have some kind of a group or guild uh, thing within Battle.net itself and then have something I with agree. that? That, I mean, my guild would totally do it. Robot yeah. Kittens would have their own server easily. We would, we would like, lose our mind over that. It'd be so much fun. I, I, to- I, I couldn't agree more on that. And if they want to foster that sense of community, then that would be a good system. And the thing is, they can monetize the shit out of that. You and know? And they, they, yeah, they, have the me- they have the methods now. They have the systems now to do that. They didn't used to, but now Battle.net is set up to let you buy shit. So they could do it. They probably should do it. I think it would be an improvement over Overwatch, absolutely, no doubt. Apparently, they just put out a video on matchmaking calls and things like that. Um, and apparently, they're trying to get you to match with people that you get along with versus strangers i haven't mm. i think they may be using the positive negative rating thing to do I've, that i've tried to rate people when i think of it if somebody's like super yeah. awesome i've tried to rate them positively there needs to be um, a bit of a yeah, reward for doing it i feel to encourage people to use that system because i have a feeling most people don't uh, or at least not even a little reward, bit of just reminder. i don't know yeah, I yeah, forget. yeah it's up in a corner and it's like right yeah. there. it's so inconvenient it's like, yeah. as well there's too many clicks to do it you know there's so have- much other things going on on the scene right there i think if it was if it literally popped up like on that screen where it's showing the cards, and each yeah, person's make it part of the picture had like a little like boop boop beep boop. Yeah, I mean, this they wouldn't be the only game to do that. Uh, as it stands, having a separate menu for it is bad design. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, it is a beta. Hopefully, they will change that. You know, maybe like toss a little reward in. Maybe like randomly, if you rate people, you get a drop or you know a tiny bit of in-game currency or something. Just you know, don't don't give it consistent so it can't be abused. But give it, you know, give them something. You know, it's just uh, a little carrot. Just to get people yeah. in. Little carrot. Little carrot. Just little carrot. Any carrot. You know. Yep. Carrot. Should we take a break? And then we'll come back. I think, honestly, news-wise, I don't give a fuck about the news. i got more games to talk about. I don't know about the rest of you. If you guys want to keep talking games. Sam, no. uh, I can't go past 3.30. That's fine. That's when Can we're going to end the show, then. Yep. Sick. Four-minute break. Right. We'll be right back. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast, final 40 or so minutes of the show. We're just going to talk more video games, there's plenty more. I would like to bring to the table Far Cry Primal. Is okay. That Can we yeah. do that? Yes, of course. All I right. saw it, touched it. How is it? Uh, Jesse, why don't you go first? Uh, yeah, um, it, it, man, it's a game that I desperately want to love, but I consistently find myself disappointed about little tiny things here and there. Um, I am still, again, I love the fact that your people, like, you build a tribe, and your people go out and they, like, do stuff for you if you level up into that. I like the fact that they went with, like, the VO is... A primitive form of, like all the little tiny things I love but on the flip side there's things like there is no place to store anything so your bag is constantly full yeah um, that that is a huge is oversight oh, oh yeah, yeah it's a massive it, problem it, it, inventory management is the it's it's app. so aggravating like there's no like you just basically what it becomes is it's a game where there's stuff to pick up everywhere you should never be picking up stuff anymore <laughs> it's crazy it's a game where like there's stuff everywhere and the game's like if you pick shit up, you're just going to have full inventory. So either you need to immediately spend it on something and craft things Which all the you time. often can't do because right. a lot of those village resources are gated behind like population requirements or the acquisition of a very rare piece right. of crafting. So you've got all this shit in your pack. You have no way to take it out and nothing to spend it on. Yeah, so it becomes super aggravating. Yeah, because this is a, a game that throws in your face the amount of collectibles it has because it's a Ubisoft yeah. game. Of course it does. But but it's one of those things where you can up, like you can upgrade your pack. You can do all the things you can do in every Far Cry game. Yep. It's just one of those things where there's so many little things to love in the game, but at the end of the day, it's just like here's another here's another here's another Far Cry game. Like I just oh I wanted it to be so much more That's than it too actually bad. is. It seemed like yeah. it was going to be a really good spin on the property. <coughs> no, That's well it could have been. Game. I mean that's cool. Well, I mean, it is if you're not already sick of Far Cry. The, the problem is that, you know, Far Cry 4 was very similar to Far Cry 3. Blood Dragon was a nice yeah. break. Far Cry 2 was actually very different from the modern Far Cry games and I actually enjoyed Far Cry 2 a lot because of that. There's a lot a lot of interesting new stuff in there. And Primal, it's more of the same of 4, but they, they've subtracted so much from it and they didn't put anything in its place. That's the main problem with it. So outside of it, unless you really love the theme, which I don't blame you for because it's very unique and most games don't yeah. do that. I mean, that's, that's the saving grace for me is that the theme of it, the, the, the look and feel, you're the fucking beast master. Like, that's cool as hell. But at the same time, at the end of the day, you can pet like, a saber to tiger and ride it. Yeah. It's so pet cool. Them. There's so much, there's so much cool things you can do. That's where 40% of the animation budget went into that. Yeah, but, it should. But the coolness of it is undermined by the like utter bs that far the cry games have nature. in it oh yes yes and it's hard There's for me to like... enjoy the good things about it because of all of that considering how i've done this all before several times you're still climbing for towers you're still finding towers except now you're just climbing up a mountain to to, to get to the torch to light it same damn thing though or you're, you're going just... through a cave and figuring out yeah. the way through the cave you know it's almost like the towers have been converted to an underground sort of thing you know <laughs> yes. the ca the campsites are the same as you know the the outposts are the same the crafting is the same. The gathering is the same. The finding the guys, like, like I saved you. Instead of money, they give you, we're now part of your tribe. We're now part of your tribe, yes. Like, it, everything's, the, everything's the same. But at the same time, it, I feel like I still, I, I may do end up doing Let's Play just and edit the hell out of it, just do story parts. Because I'm enthralled by the story. And I love some the, cool like, characters. Yes, I love everything about this game, except the actual, like, 
g- gameplay stuff. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the so game is great, except oh for the game. Yeah, we the game is awesome, but the game. we did. Yeah, same exact thing. Where it's like, oh man, so Far Cry Primal falls into that whole thing. Like, I would like it a lot more if I if I could go through and have a story mode aspect of it. Yeah, and because it, if you really really like it, you'll like this game. But if you're not into it, well, I will still want to pet a bear. Yeah, the <laughs> difference between this and the games we gave an example of earlier is it's not difficulty stopping you from getting through it. It's the oh, laborious, monotonous, tedious nature of yeah. it. You know, it's, yeah. they gate like hell. Everything is gated. Uh, you know, and I'm not the first person to say this, and I accept it's not an original thought, but the whole game feels like a giant side quest. Like, even yep. the main quests feel like side quests because... Yep. Generally speaking, in games like that, the way they structure side quests is they use those to get you upgrades, right? But actually, most of the main upgrades in the game are done through the main story quests now, so it feels like even doing those, you get a few extra cutscenes, which is awesome, and you meet some new characters, including a man that pisses on your head. Quite literally. There's a feature for you. But outside of that, you know, you're still, it's still do this quest to get upgrades. Go fetch this. Go kill that. And I've had enough of that in my open world games i need i desperately need something different because everything is formulaic when it comes to the genre right now and i am despising it at this time i am totally burned out on open world games at least that style of open world game it's so it's yeah it's it the 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 problems with it are so disappointing because the story is you're literally caveman adam jensen like (laughs) being a badass it's so good it's so unique and different and i love all the characters in it i think I think there's so good. much there to love. And at the same time, it's it's just like all the same bullshit Far Cry games have. You're just like, I don't want to do this thing anymore. I just, I can't, please stop. I don't want to have to go do this again. No, I don't. I don't want to go gather more shit. It's like, oh, it's another outpost. Oh, it's another one of these, another one of those. And there's there's so much in the way of it. And I just, I have lost the ability to enjoy that core gameplay loop. It sounds a lot like, instead of like almost like an mmo yes it sounds mmo like it's it's the reason i didn't like dragon age inquisition because that was way too goddamn mmo like it's like storyline great characters loved them dorian amazing fabulous fantastic my waifu (laughs) but here's the point everything required to get through this is farm this collect 10 bear asses do this and the core that would be fine if the core combat system was really enjoyable but i didn't find it that enjoyable you know so i didn't dig inquisition and far cry has the same problem it's just not the same genre yeah Yeah, i mean it works for mmos because there is the leveling system and there is like the way of playing with other people and i think that people know by now that an mmo does that um but in in a single-player game, I, I don't understand that. If it's like a, a highly narrative thing, that's the problem with a lot of MMOs is that they can't be highly narrative because um, you have the choice of whether or not you want to collect bear asses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you do, then then you get like the, the full thing. Um, but in story-driven games or like more single-player, I don't think that that works as well. No, it, I it agree. It doesn't as effective. It doesn't. You, your core gameplay loop needs to be super enjoyable. Like uh, Take Diablo as an example. You know, Diablo is in many ways the same as an MMO. Fetch quests and all that sort of thing, crafting. But the core combat loop is that fun that you don't mind. Because actually, that game's actually about blowing up huge amounts of people. You know, like huge numbers. Like, here's a fireball. A hundred goblins just exploded. You know, know, playing... Exactly, playing the barbarians, throwing poisonous frogs at people, all that kind of thing. You know, that's the core gameplay loop of a Diablo game. And the acquisition of loot is tied into that, which is also enjoyable and gives you that little dopamine rush every time it happens. And half the time it's accident. You're just like, oh, damn. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, totally. I I finished this quest. Twilight Marvel Heroes, you know. 
but Three. the problem is that games like Far Cry Primal, uh, especially Primal, because if you do it in Far Cry 4, Far Cry 4 has a lot of weapons and a lot of ways to accomplish that goal. Like, I can uh, ride a, you know, I can ride an elephant in, you can ride a mammoth in, in this as well, but I could get in a vehicle, I could attack with my wingsuit, you know, I can fly in over the outpost and drop uh, grenades, I have my customized guns, I have an elephant gun, and all, and, you know, the acquisition of those guns is in itself enjoyable. The problem is Far Cry Primal only has four weapons. And the upgrades you can are extremely upgrade linear. Them, but they're it's very linear. Only four. Yeah. yeah, it's only four weapons. Yeah, Boat, so if you're not a fan of a club, club or a spear. spear that looks ridiculous when you poke it and don't. Oh throw god, it. the animation's bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's crazy because the animation of when you throw the spear is so dope looking and it sticks in things and it looks amazing, but when you just decide to poke with it, it goes. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I don't. It's yeah. It's such a weird lopsided game. That, again, if I ever did a Let's Play, it would be strictly the story mode because it's the only, like, really awesome part of the game. The rest of it is, like, here's, here's, we made you Far Cry, but we made it not all the things you could do in Far Cry, just some of the things you could do in Far Cry. And you know what? They did that before. It was called Blood Dragon. It was a quarter of the price, and it had a really cool theme and didn't take itself seriously at all. There was also a robot shark in that game, you know? Those, those are things to consider. I think that actually Primal would have been much better if it was the size and the scope and the focus of Blood Dragon. Absolutely. Take those core concepts, focus on the stuff that's good about the setting and about the characters, kill the fluff, kill the padding, because Primal is padded to all hell. Smaller map, more focus, more interesting quests, less skills, because the vast majority of the skills in that game are simply linear upgrades to what you can already do rather than new things that you can do. Focus on skills that let you do new tribe things. Do things, or yeah, yeah. Speed up the gathering process. You. Yeah, you know, g- give me an eight-hour, fifteen-dollar Far Cry Primal. It's more focused, then I'd have a lot more fun with it. The, the yeah, the absolute biggest problem with this game is they took the Thanka parts from Far Cry Four, which is some of the best parts of that game. Which is a very linear. It tells you one little story every time when you complete it, and you go back to the main game. They took that premise of you were a dude who controls an animal who has a bow and arrow and can stab guys. That's about it. They took that and were like, yeah, let's make that the whole game, which is tough to do. It's like when you see a short story be made into a movie and they've padded it with a bunch of shit in order to make it full length feature film. And it's like it's never as good or as impactful as a short story is. Uh, It's never as good or... It's never fight, needed. fight, Don't fight. We said we promised to fight in the second hour. Go, Very go. American. I can give, drive. Give me, give me <laughs> one. Give me one movie that nailed it the way a short story did. Give me one. So here's the interesting part about it is that I'm not, I'm not saying particularly, like, I don't think I have any of that stuff because I'm on the spot. Um, I think but I might have one. But rather than go. convincing... That was the, that was the whole fucking point, Nika. So, no, no, no. Con- condensing a novel into a movie is a problem because it it leaves out so much stuff but when you're reading a good short story it takes about an hour and a half to actually develop like you're by reading pace so it should be working better Uh, the problem is that a lot of the things that you're reading in it don't 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 qualify but i do understand that like i think that they might have have overpadded the idea um and that kind of like that they didn't understand that there should be more to be seen now when you mentioned blood dragon do you think that, that that's what they were trying to do? That they were trying 
I so, think it might have started like that. I, yeah, I have a feeling it started like, like that, and then they said, you know what, we need a full retail release now. We want a $60 game with DLC. We don't want a $15 game. We want more money, so make this bigger. Make it into yeah. something that's worth it. And the problem is, I don't think it is. Like, it's it's missing stuff that Far Cry 4 had. Like, it doesn't have co-op, for instance, you know, which is a nice feature that Far Cry 4 had. It doesn't hey, have man, as many weapons. would have been so amazing. That would have made all the BS stuff you have to do 20 times more fun. Hey, I'll tell you how I would have made that even better. Your co-op partner plays the animal. <gasps> there you go. That would have been, that would have been yes. so good. I would play a tiger. Sure. I'd play uh, a fucking badger. Bear. I would play a fucking the, the Honey, but there is the a badger in the game. Cold. Yeah. Uh, incidentally, Jesse, I can kick your ass when it comes to this uh, because I have Google. Um, Total Recall, based on a short story. Living Daylights uh, the was based on a short story. That was really, really awesome. Here's the thing. Total... To- Total Recall, uh, I'm going to say... Breakfast at Tiffany's was based on a short story. Fuck you. Yeah, but Breakfast at Tiffany's is not... That's not the same movie. They, they 19... They, they, like, chained... It doesn't matter if it's not the same movie. It's still a good right, movie. I mean, it's, it's not the same... Like, it's not the same, though. They, they modified the entire premise for the movie. Yeah, because that's what movies stories. do. Short stories are good at being short stories. Movies are good at yeah, being movies. Well, yeah. Especially yeah. when you see them no, exact. It's Sleepy so Hollow. But what I'm saying is all those things, even Sleepy Hollow, all of those things, the Sleepy Hollow story versus the movie, there's so, much, there's so much shit padded in there. Shawshank sometimes Redemption. it works. Sometimes it might make a great movie. But most of the time, what they're doing is they're adding extra stuff to pad it. Well, that's, called, that's case, called adaptation. You know, you yeah, adapt it for yeah. film. That's the point. 2001 then, A Space Odyssey. And then we end up, yeah, and then we end up with crazy shit like... All right, some of this 2001 Space Odyssey stuff makes no fucking sense, but whatever. And then we end up with stuff like The Hobbit, where we get three movies instead of, like, what literally should have just been one, let's be honest. But, like, like, all that stuff happens, and I feel like in this case, when we're we're talking about Far Cry, this is something that you're absolutely right, should have been uh, a really cheap, like, a 15-buck game, and maybe giving you an eight-hour experience, and that was it. And instead, we got a full game that is not actually full of anything, it's 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 a disappointment, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's as a, videos of petting animals, so I'm happy. That's the thing, though. You'd rather watch the videos of petting the animals, right? Yeah. Because that, that yeah. and I think if you make a game that's more fun to watch as a let's play than to play, then you <laughs> fail to make a game. Especially if it's a narrative game, because if it's a multiplayer Ooh, yeah. game, then that actually works. Um, but it, it has to like you know, Devil Daggers. We can watch that because it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's a game that that constantly changes but if i'm watching a game from start to finish um and it could have been as a narrative game or like you know that that kind of experience i'd only really watch it once um other something like spelunky which i could watch forever and play forever in that same regard so yeah if yeah that's that's a big problem yeah so yeah that's that's primal in a nutshell i would not buy it at full price it also runs like shit which is a really key fact i just released my performance report on day one with the brand new drivers and the day one patch runs like ass it's terrible a far cry game on pc running like shit yeah almost almost like uh, the last blood dragon Uh also ran badly on launch far cry 4 also ran badly on launch far cry 3 also ran badly on launch far cry 2 uh, i think the original far cry ran pretty well i i I would invite everyone to go back and watch literally episode one of every far cry game i've ever played and the first thing you'll notice is it's like choppy as shit and i'm like yep this turn is the what options I get for- down and make it run better yeah. yeah this is what i get for trying to play it day one and get it on the how, channel i've given up I, I literally just won't do it anymore yeah uh in terms of the sli scaling it literally runs worse with two cards than it does with one yep, yep. <laughs> i'm <laughs> not kidding 
I like literally That's do like weird. one of those those tweet things where it goes back in time and looks at people's tweets. Just search for me plus Far Cry plus Nvidia, and it's literally me being like, "How can your game start runs best with Nvidia and not fucking work with Nvidia cards?" I <laughs> I was like, I you know, the weird it. thing is that Primal doesn't have that logo on it. <laughs> I don't think they work with Nvidia. There's actually no Nvidia specific effects in Far Cry Primal, whereas there was in Four. So I don't think the Nvidia works with them on this one, and it shows. Because it runs like us. Uh, there's some people that think it might be very CPU bound, like you need uh, really high clock speed. Because Far Cry like seems like it maxes out one core, like it doesn't properly multi-thread. But one way or the other, I can tell you it doesn't run well, and I, I've demonstrated that. I even tried it on two PCs and recorded on two PCs, and it runs badly on both of them. So, yeah, I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't bother. Don't. Um, yeah. Master of Orion. You finally got to play it? Mm. Yeah. So the early access version of Master of Orion is out, which is, of course, a reboot of the classic 4X turn-based space strategy game. Yep. So far, so good? pretty good. Um, I think that it, it definitely needs a lot of work. Obviously, it's an early access game, so there's, there's things to add, certainly. It, it is a good framework, though, and the ideas behind it, I think are really solid. I think they've adapted it in a cool way. They brought it up to date without compromising the soul of what that game was. It also has a very whimsical feel to it, which I think that Master Ryan 2 did as well. They had some very weird characters, like there were the cat people, and there was the guys that were bears, basically. Uh, they were actually bulls, I think, but they were kind of bear-like. Uh, there were the insect people, and the robot people, and the psi people who have big brains, and, you know, very, very B-movie sci-fi in terms of its inspiration. They have the same thing here, and they've got some really cool voice actors in it. They have the guy who played Q in Star Trek oh, as cool. one of the advisors for the races, which sounds great. I think he's the advisor for the humans and the diplomat for the humans. There's, uh, in fact, actually, the, uh, I'm pretty sure there's a, oh, at least one Klingon in there. Pretty sure General Martok's voice actor is one of the dudes as well. There's, there's a lot of character to it. And they've also made some of the stuff more convenient because it was a very micro-management-heavy game. Once you got a lot of colonies, it was a bit of pain in the ass to manage unless you wanted to leave it up to the AI. But there's some cool stuff. You know, you build a troop transport, it automatically transports some troops from the planet onto the ship. You build a civilian transport, it does the same thing. You know, less clicks to get stuff done. So I enjoyed that bit. The one thing that I think is going to bother a lot of people that played the original game is they've changed the combat system from turn-based to real-time. I'm looking at all mm. the reviews right now on Steam, and every single person is mentioning combat. Yeah, I am actually going to come out to bat for the combat, because here's really? the thing. Yeah, because I played a lot of Master of Orion 2, and once you hit the end game in Master of Orion 2, it was a fucking pain in the ass to fight, because you had to individually control every single ship in turn-based combat, and it was too many clicks, it was laborious to the point where I didn't even want to fight anymore. And at the end game, a lot of it's like, I've got to, I'm fighting a war with this other empire, I've got to have a lot of space battles, and I, I wasn't finding the space battles enjoyable anymore. You can eliminate that problem by turning the combat into a real-time system. And that's what they've, do that's what wow. they've done. I... I that's my argument in favor yeah, the exact, of... All the comments on here are the exact opposite. Everyone's like, it's too basic. So basically, it's like right now, enjoy. Yes, it is. But the thing is that it's not. that's not because it's real time. That's because it is too basic. Like, right. the, the ships die too quickly, so you don't have enough time to maneuver and do tactical things. There are some uh, little pieces of equipment you can get for the ships, like a blink drive, which lets you teleport, and like a speed boost, but there's not enough of them to make the combat as engaging and interesting as it needs to be and as tactical. So I think that if they expand that part of it and maybe like maybe double the HP of every ship, 
So they die slower. So you've got more moves like, oh shit, my ship's dying. I'm going to try and I blink him out of range. Or I'm going to try and bring another ship in to, you know, try and deflect some of that. Or you can actually hide behind asteroids in that game. You can fly behind space objects and they'll take the fire for you. That isn't too much of an element of the game because the stuff dies too fast. So they can fix that, I think. So I don't think the real-time combat is inherently bad. I think people are objecting because it's different. But here's the thing. If you wanted the same game, why didn't you just play Master of Orion 2? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> You know, why Why make the same game again and expect full price for it? That That's the problem that all these reboots have. How faithful do you have to be? How do you capture the soul of the original game without compromising it while still changing enough of it to make it a new game in and of itself that's worth buying? It's right. a challenge. It's Which difficult. is the conversation that's surrounding the Final Fantasy VII remake right It now. is, yeah. It's perhaps the most uh, fevered and engaged conversation on that subject because Far Cry, Far Cry 7, lol, that's coming in 2017. <laughs> I can guarantee it, Ubisoft. They love that. Now, Final Fantasy VII is like a sacred cow, you know? It's the Holy Grail... It's considered by way too many people to be a perfect video game, which it clearly fucking isn't, you know, especially if you look back on it. But it is. No, it's all nostalgia goggles, for sure. It's like, it's an iconic game. You know, it defined the genre in many ways. It is considered to be the game that really pushed JRPGs into the mainstream in the West, you know? And how do you change that without upsetting people? The answer is you don't. You can't. And you make it too similar, people complain. Make it too different, what? people complain. So why do you right. think that they should that they should actually start trying that? What what actually money, 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 money. Well, of Be- course, but I mean, there's there's a level of uh, you might have just ruined a childhood. <laughs> yes, but they're a company and they don't care. Plus, you've got to also bear in mind, a lot of people have been asking for a remake of it because it really doesn't hold up graphically. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It but doesn't. most people want the shitty graphics again because, it, it, I, I mean, it is they... really funny when you go back and you see a game and you're like, wow, that, I imagined something looking so different because you imagined it again as opposed to these little little pixels um i think ps1 games suffer better. the most like they they don't stand yeah. the test of time like yeah, you play you can play all. sonic the hedgehog today and still think sonic the hedgehog looks good because its aesthetic is almost timeless but these are basic flat shaded polygon games that we were dealing with in the ps1 era that ran really slowly they don't hold up go go play battle arena to shinden or the original tekken and tell me that holds up i don't think it does not it's not in... the dragon you can see through people's yeah. arms exactly you know, you know, virtual like just... <laughs> fighter yeah do, do those actually hold up no you know no. that age of polygons is gone it's dead and buried and it just at the time people were enamored by it because it was real 3d you know, instead of that pseudo 3D or sprites, yeah. you know, it was polygons. That's new tech, but that's old, old tech now, you know? Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. people don't appreciate that anymore. So I think that they did want to, if they wanted just a pure graphical remake, I can understand that. But I think Square wants more than that. Oh, can I just, all right. Yeah. So I've been watching, I, I, I found a video that is all the voice actors for Master Orion. Uh, Literally, like Mark Hamill is is the Birdman in this. Yeah. Uh, Alan Tudyk is like the big-headed brain people. Uh, Q's the humans. Um, uh, Worf is in this shit. Like uh, Michael uh, Dorn. Yeah. Dwight Schultz is is one of the robots. Like the voice cast is great. Like it's a great voice cast. This is my. That's what happens I'm when like- you get funded by Wargaming.net, who literally have infinite money. Yes. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. And so- they bring in the exact right people to do it. I mean, like they yeah, they, they know. That that brings in not just talent, um, but cred. You know, Sci- like, it's got sci-fi cred. Yeah, yeah. Like they they sold it really really well by bringing 
and the right people to do it. They could have overcast this stupidly and brought in people who, who it wouldn't have mattered. It's but like they James the Spader. Right it's like, what, what sci-fi cred does James Spader have? Here's the thing. Yeah. I still would have loved the James Spader. I would have. I play the James lie. Spader race. It's not good. Yeah. But, no. but it was a very targeted decision to say like, okay, so if we could if we could put this together, they sort How of made it. it um, it was it, it's it's fan service, but it's really good yes. fan service because they're they're Absolutely. obviously fans. Right kind of fan service, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the, hitting the right notes, hitting the right demographic. The person who makes it is a fan, therefore, like the perfect kind of fan service is also yeah. like, yeah, let's do this. I'm excited. Yes. So I feel right now it's. Obviously got a lot of work to do, but it is early access. I think they're going down the right lines and they understand what made Master of Orion fun in the first place. There are always going to be people that disagree. You know, people that's like, you should make a turn-based combat mode. They're not going to use development time on that. Come on. <laughs> Everything was built around it being real time. They can't do that. They need to flesh out the races. The races are like almost just aesthetically different right now, whereas the races were very different in their play style in the original Master of Orion. They have no create a custom race yet. They need to put that in. There are some people arguing that the star lanes that they've put in, which means you can only travel in certain directions to certain stars instead of just being able to jump anywhere. They, some people are arguing that's restrictive. I argue that it allows for choke points and it makes sure that you have a, an actual front of your war, you know, an, a, a fighting front instead of it just being random as to which planet you lose. Like, oh, a fleet just showed up in my back planet out of fucking nowhere, you know, and I wasn't able to counter it. That's annoying. So I actually like the star lanes concept, but I realize why some people do not. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's my opinion, Master Ryan. I think it's going in the right direction. So, uh, Can I talk about a game that I've been obsessed with for the last couple of days? Absolutely. No. Yes. Even, <laughs> even rather, if it's just, we'd rather you didn't. <laughs> even if it's just really brief, I just want everybody to know that Stardew Valley is a fantastic game. I'd rather it not be really brief, actually, because Stardew Valley has a huge amount of success on Steam right now. My wife is playing the shit out yes. of it. I actually haven't seen her in two I days. I don't get it. I don't get it. Explain the shit. game so, to me, please. Sell okay, it to me. Okay, so Stardew Valley is like Harvest Moon with all of the bullshit Harvest Moon stuff taken out. So as a person who loves Harvest Moon games, it's like it was developed um, by, by somebody who has played a lot of those games and then was like, okay, the crafting system is always fucking borked. Like, managing all of your items has never made sense. Like... I, I can fix this. Like, I know how to fix this. So they just, like, de made a game where all of that stuff is fixed and makes sense. Um, it also, in a weird way, feels like it's made for people who played Harvest Moon when they were kids and are now adults. There's aspects to the town and, like, characters who are who are very real. You know, yes. there, there are characters where some, like, dark shit is going on with them. And there are areas of the town, like, if you go super, super south... In the town, the beach is just, like, covered in litter. And, like, it just, it feels like a world that isn't fluffy, the way that Harvest Moon World's always felt. Um, so walking around in it, like, all of the characters are really intriguing. And they're not super accessible either. A lot of Harvest Moon games made it so that maybe there was one character where you had to time it out perfectly to get their attention, right? You were like, okay, I know that this guy is going to be on the beach at this time in the middle of the night. And I need to go and talk to them then. Um, there are quite a few characters who have, like, routines where you're like, fuck, I, I can't figure out when I can talk to this person, right? Like, if you wanted to nurture relationships with everyone in the town, you have to actively, like, figure out what everybody Stop is them. doing and where they work. <laughs> and, like, yeah, it's interesting that way. Um, it also did 
it added in rune factory elements where when you want to go mining, if you want to go mining, there's kind of a dungeon crawly RPG aspect to this game. So you can like go down in the mines and there are like little slimes and bats and things that you can fight. And the deeper you get in the mines, uh, you get rarer and rarer materials that you can use to upgrade all of your items and you can sell it for lots of money. Uh, JP absolutely hates... A mine! Oh. (laughs) Sorry. Every time a mine is mentioned, I must do that. Continue. (laughs) Uh, JP really hates the fishing game. I also think the fishing game the is kind of it. bullshit. Yeah, it's it's. Do you need fish for the game? But huh? Is is a do you have game, to fish, uh, fish necess- Like, do you need to have fish? Is uh, it nece- depending on is what it you're doing. Sometimes, okay. sometimes if you choose to do something where it's like, I really need a cod, you're like, fuck. I guess I'll go like try and fish out a cod. I guess. Okay, so so there are actual gating elements to that. Where it's like, you can't just not fish. You can't just be like, you know what? No, I'm just going to, I have a farm. No I fish, mean, though. you really, you don't need to fish. No, you can choose mm-hmm. to do things in the town. Like there's a, there's a little billboard where people can be like, I really need cauliflower for dinner tonight. If anybody has some and you can be like, I got you, boo, and you <laughs> go over their house and give them cauliflower. And they're like, yay. And it like helps, it helps with your social feeling with that character. So if you care about that kind of stuff and you like check the billboard all the time, for some reason, people always fucking want fish. And I'm like, I don't have just all these random fish on hand. Fuck. So, like, you go and try to fish, and you don't wind up getting the right fish, but you can sell the ones you did get, and you get a little money. It's still, like, not as satisfying that way. And it takes um, time to that, so by the time you actually get the fish, they don't want it anymore? Yeah, it's like midnight, <laughs> and everybody's asleep, and you're like, fuck. Nothing worse than getting fish <laughs> at midnight. The door, you're like, I got a fish! <laughs> have this um, fucking cod. It's like, I was sleeping. <laughs> I I absolutely love Harvest Moon games, like I said, and this feels like the Harvest Moon game I've wanted for years. And I keep trying Harvest Moon games, and they keep trying to add in more plot to make it different, and I don't want that shit. I just wanted a game where it's like, your grandpa kicked the bucket and he left you this farm. Have fun. <laughs> and, like, that's literally, that's the game. And that's what the old Harvest Moon games were, too. And it was is great. I'm like, cool. I have this huge farm to work with. I have all these materials to get and stuff to build. And it's just, it's it's what I want. So Cool. Um, Cheap. What? Like 15, 20 bucks in it? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think it's like 20 bucks, maybe. But it's great. I, I think it's fantastic so far. Awesome. We do have eight minutes left of the show, which means I think we should get on to releases. We're going to have to be pretty super quick about this. I think we should just okay. read them off. Don't even tell people what they are. If they want to find out for themselves, they can. Yeah. We just oh, shit. Really? We okay. just, we just don't have the time. There's one that we want to look at. Was there? Let's do there's, this. Yes, there is okay. one. Okay. All right. We'll focus on that one then. But everything okay. else we're just going to read off. But the t- Today, March 1st, we have Feelings Adrift, X-Blaze Code Embryo, Far Cry Primal, Overfall, Tank Battle, 1944, Deponia, Doomsday, Trulon, The Shadow Engine, and Adam Grill. Adam Grill? was that? Grill. Adam Grill. Adam Grill. Okay. There's a lot of L's and R's in that. There are. There is. Far too On many. March 2nd, we have Black Sea Odyssey, Blast Blue, Chrono Phantasma, Extended, mm. Trinium Wars, oh. Bus Simulator 16, Yay. Acorn yep. Assault, Rodent Revolution. Squirrel Girl Sib. Irminsel. That's not a real word. Blood Alloy Reborn. Hardcore. Awesome Knots Overdrive Expansion. Nika hates and this. And Party Jousting. That's sexual. 
I guess so. It could be. On March 3rd, we have Star Sky 2, Split, Wild Animal Racing. It's Far Cry Primal, right? Sure, totally, yeah. <laughs> Bezier, Forgotten Ball, Bit Dungeon Forgotten Plus. Ball? It's, oh, Warhammer. shit, I forgot a ball. Forgotten Damn it. Ball. I'm looking, I'm looking oh, it my up. bad. <laughs> Warhammer Arcane Magic. Not very good. Case number eight. Beast Blaster, pew, pew. Last Days of Old Earth, E.T. Armies, and Blue Rider. As opposed to Green Rider. Mm. On March 4th, we have Rhino's Rage, Switch Cars, Ultimate Chicken Horse. Oh, which has no. been on this list three times in a row, I think. <laughs> um, Clumsy Moose Season, Super what? Kitty Boing Boing, of course. Space Overlords, Squares Root, S-O-R-S, Spellbind, Gyrodisc Super League, and ricochet? Frontier. Hmm. Okay. On March 5th, we have Sunrider Liberation Day and Red Risk. And then on March 7th, we have Alien Blitz. Yeah. That's been your releases, everybody. Enjoy your Google searches. What was So what was that one game that we wanted to... There is a tank dating simulator. Oh. They used anthropomorphized sort of personified tanks okay. and i'm looking it up right now and it was it was on kickstarter and i think that it Panzer was models yeah yes yeah oh dear god they start off with nazi propaganda like right in the middle of the video on, on oh, there's literally people doing the hile like it's I crazy mean, the because there isn't there an anime that's actually that as well but this seems like a kind of uh, rip off of that it and says the Dodger, first dating similar to deliver a thoughtful look at tanks and the men who date them. And I'm trying to figure it out right now, but I don't see a damn thing. Like, I don't, it just looks like a dating simulator, but the woman is named Panzer. Like, that's yeah. all I'm really getting. Because isn't the one where, isn't the, it wasn't there an anime about girls who are also battleships? Dodger? Like, I, it's probably. Yep. T-34 is the shortest tank in school. Sometimes she can act <laughs> tough enough to make up for it. But deep down, she loves her friends. Her favorite food is borscht soup. She has every CD from the Soviet Army Choir. She has a cousin, IS-2, but they don't talk much. <laughs> like, what the shit is this? This is awesome. No, here's the thing. You think that's good? Sun Sunrider Liberation Day is an 18-plus game on Steam, where you play as, like, basically mech-driving women in space who get it on with each other. Oh, my God! This is okay, the I'm greatest week of gaming Sorry, ever. what was the name of that again? Sunrider Liberation Day. It's one of the oh last God. ones we mentioned on March so, 5th. So, okay, so you're, 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 you're shuttling people to their booty call in space? Look, look, this is all you need to know. <laughs> no, Command, I need a to Command a prototype starship Sunrider and her squadron of mechas in brutal battles for survival... Intense story where one of your beloved crew members is a spy. Virtual novel. Vastly Visual improved novel. art. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And full Japanese voice acting. But watch that trailer and tell me if about, I don't know, a minute and a half in, it's just all naked girls. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what's going on with this. It's, it is oh. a visual novel, a kind of porny game, definitely. Yup. So yeah, it is. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm. It's already being pre-purchased. <laughs> of course, so it is. It reminds me of. Okay, so I was just in Vegas, and um, I I went there to to pick up my new RV, and um, I went and there do. was Vegas.com has like all these weird little things that they'll send you if you decide to like book through their site, which I did because it was a good deal, um, and it said there was a, a huge clearance or like a discount on 
something which I figure out what it was. Um, it's literally a uh, chartered flight about a mile up in Vegas where all you do is bone someone. Like, so it's literally it, Mile High Club, but you get paid to do it. it. Yeah, or it, you pay it, to it's, do it. It's, it's, it, yeah, and it, it's like all secret. So it's just, it, I don't, it's called like Love Air or something. I don't remember what it was, but I needed to figure it out because you're paying an amount of money for someone to discreetly bring you up into the air. And it's really quite nice, you know, like yes, they, they sometimes have a limo or whatever. But all you're doing is just fucking in the clouds. Which is great, I guess. I mean, it I'm not sure good. what the problem is. I don't. Yeah, I don't follow. What's your? It's I just needed here. to know that it supply was and a demand. You know, I was fascinated by that, and like, they didn't tell me how much it was, but it said it was like uh, there was a discount. So I started looking it up. I wanted to know if it is it like a brothel in the sky. Like, what is that? And apparently, they it's just some dude who who had an extra plane. It was like I have an idea. <laughs> and Vegas is the perfect and actually only legal place in the U.S. to do that. I assume. It looked clean. Um, and it was I hope so. I hope they clean up afterwards. It was two people who, who do the flight, so he didn't like hook you up with anyone. But I guess that you could. I mean, like you could definitely have have a, a special lady with you. Can, can we call of, it the, of the bone night ride, plane? If you will. <laughs> bone was, air. So that's what it sounded like when you were like, "Oh my god, there's naked ladies in space," and I was like, "I know this. This exists in Vegas." In space. <laughs> like when he mentioned the game. Hmm, fair enough. <laughs> So if there are naked ladies in space, then we need to get up there right now. Yes, yes. Hi, President Cox, promise us. Come on, Virgin we Galactic. Will get back to space. We need you to not be Virgin Galactic anymore. <laughs> we the said Virgin into space. That's perfect. I think it works. I think it's thematically appropriate. Indeed. Uh, it is also thematically appropriate that we unfortunately end the podcast right now because Dodger really needs to leave. But very, very quick plugs. Uh, Nico, what are you doing right now? Where do we find your channel? What's going on? <laughs> I have a Patreon. Um, mostly I, I focus on that. I do a lot of short stories. Um, my my YouTube is more or less on hiatus because just crazy stuff in my life. Um, I also do a thing called Sealed Up Stories where I find um, or little uh, uh, greeting cards and I write inspired one like first draft stories in them just like wherever I go. Um, seal them up so nobody knows what's in them except me and uh, you can buy them. And so they're like little kind of uh, wild, wild card grab bags. You open it up, you find the thing on the front and you read your own little story. And what is the so, link to your Patreon? Uh, Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Nika Harper. There you go. Um, follow me on Twitter because that's where I do most of my talking anyway. Most yep, of my stuff that I Nika work Harper. on there. Yeah, at Nika Harper. Super easy. Go. Dodger, Pretty what's coming fine. on the channel this week? What's going on? What's going on? Uh, we're still finishing up Dark Soulmates. That's, that's mostly yeah. what I'm doing. Um, new news video if you're interested. And I'm about to do a stream with my cousin playing Final Fantasy Heaven's Ward. So if you're into that, that's it. Cool. <laughs> Jesse. Yo, I am waiting for YouTube to let me do stuff. So whenever I can, expect videos. It'll be awesome. Cool. There we go. Uh, not much coming. I might do the Marvel Heroes video tonight, but I'm not going to promise anything. I might just chill tonight because chemo in the morning, which is never fun. I'll be back to work probably about Sunday. Uh, usually, depending on how much I decide to push myself, um, I, I like to I like to shave off time of my recovery every time I do a session. It's almost like a little competition for me to see how fast I can get back on my feet. So I'm going to see if we can beat the record this week. It's called it's power leveling in real life, is what it is. So we'll be back at that point. Uh, outside of that, uh, check out CoxCon. The uh, website is up. Go crash it. What is that? CoxCon.com, Jesse? It Im 
Coxcon.co.uk. Coxcon.co.uk. Go trash it. It immediately crashed. Of course it did. Yay. There we go. Easy peasy. March 5th. Phenomenal. All right. Thank you very much for watching, folks. This has been the Cooptional Podcast. Big thank you to our sponsor, squarespace.com slash cooptional. Get 10% if you first order. Go make a professional-looking website. You talentless hack. It's easy. Yeah. Anyone could do it. Thank you, Nika Harper, for being our guest this week. It has thank been you. an absolute pleasure. We will see you next week, 2 p.m. E- at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hopefully, if we launch correctly and I don't have a broken compressor. Twitch.tv slash Biscuit. We're done. Thank you very much. Bye. 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 <laughs>